Very good afternoon to all brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. Today is the 25th of June, 2017. It's also our 49th lesson of the Platform Sutta, Six Patriarch Platform Sutta. So before we start, just for the information of those who just came in or those who may not in the know. You can see a new whiteboard here. So this whiteboard has been uh, donated by a group of Kayamita who pull together their whatever contribution. I don't know how many of them. They only told me last night. So we should rejoice with their wholesomeness. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So this one, four by six, like Sui An's house, eh? just big enough, eh? not too big. The one in Klang is very big. <laughs> then the one at my house is smaller than this, eh? but it serves the function, so don't worry. Then Miss Lee got a problem. He cannot push in and keep. <laughs> so I went and checked. The height was a bit tall, but I realized we can adjust it with the button at the back. Eh? So we have done it. So after this, I think she will be able to push it in. It's no more problem. Eh? So that's the reason why we are slightly late. Eh? Is it recording? Ah, good. Okay. Let us now get ready eh, for puja. Compose our mind. Develop our spiritual faculty of sadhaviriya. Then mindfully, we shall pay our respect and commence our puja chanting. Namo Ben Si Si Jia Mo Ni Fo Namo Ben Si Si Jia Mo Ni Fo Namo Ben Si Si Jia Mo Ni Fo Namo Guan Sing Pu Sa Namo Guan Sing Pu Sa Namo Guan Sing Pu Sa Namo Fo Pu Sa Namo Fo Pu Sa Namo Fo Pu Sa Arahang Samma Sambuto Bhagawa Budang Bhagawantang Abhiwademi Suakato Bhagawata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Saukasango Sanghang Namabi Namuatasu Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasu Namo Atasu Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasu Vamo Atasu Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasu Bhutang Saranang Gachami Dhammang saranang gacchami 
สังหังสารนังกัจฉามิเตถิยามปีบดังสารนังกัจฉามิเดทิยามปีดัมมังสารนังกัจฉามิเดทิยามปีสังหังสารนังกัจฉามิทัตติยามปีบดังสารนังกัจฉามิทัตติยามปีดัมมังสารนังชามิตาติยามปีสังหังสารนังกัจฉามิปานาติปาตาเอรมณีสิกขาพดังสมาธิยามิอาดีนาดานาเอรมณีสิกขาพดังสมาธิยามิอาเมสุมิจจาราเวรมณีสิกขาพดังสมาธิยามิมุสาวดาเวรมณีสิกขาพดังสมาธิยามิสุราเมรายามาจาปมาดัทานาเวรมณีสิกขาพดังสมาธิยามิสาธุสาธุสาธุเคเลสปีรสเปกต์ทุพเจมะบุตรดังพเจมิธรรมังพเจมิสังหังพุเจมโอเค you all can be seated then we shall commence our platform sutta turn to page one For opening a sutta, the unsurpassed, profound, and wonderful Dhamma is difficult to encounter in hundreds of millions of aeons. I now see and hear it, receive and uphold it, and I vow to fathom the Tathagata's true meaning. Okay, we will turn to page 245. Huh? We are at 245. We are at the Sutta part. Good knowing advisor, when your own mind takes refuge with your self nature, it takes refuge with the true Buddha. To take refuge is to read your self nature of egoism and unwholesome thought, as well as of jealousy, obsequiousness. Deceitfulness, contempt, pride, conceit, and deviant views, and all other unwholesome tendencies whenever they arise. To take refuge is to be always aware of our own transgression, and never to speak of other people's good or bad threats, 
always to be humble and polite is to have penetrated to the self-nature without any obstacle that is taking refuge. So this part, the sutta, explains the deep meaning of taking refuge. Most people, especially in the Theravada tradition, to us refuge means we take refuge in the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha, which is the triple gem. Because according to the Buddha, this is refuge safe. It's only within the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha that we have the teaching, the teaching of the Buddha. So if you don't take refuge with the triple gem, there is no safe refuge in other things. Because apart from the triple gem, you can't find this teaching. And this teaching is very unique. So that's the reason why refuge is very important. But the meaning is very deep. You take refuge means you have to understand it clearly. That these are the triple gem. These are the three things that you can come into contact with the teaching. And through this refuge, you can realize the teaching. Then when you take refuge with this tree, the triple gem, the most important condition that can arise is this refuge can create strong affinity with the triple gem. So that whenever you arise, you will have the condition to come into contact with the triple gem because you have taken refuge. But you have to do it with understanding, sincerity, very, very strong faith. Then only this refuge take effect. It's just like when you plant the seed of bohi to go the bodhisattva way. You have to do it with all the understanding, the sincerity and the faith. Then after that, you just persevere to carry out the cultivation to fulfill this bodhisattva vow uh, or the four basic vow. And you undertake the training room to keep the three sets of pure precepts that will enable you to keep to the path so that you will not deviate. So the Buddha's teaching is very simple. His advice is to avoid all evil, the good, and purify the mind. And the main intent of this teaching is to realize your true mind, your true nature, which is beyond the mundane mind, the thinking mind, beyond thought, beyond time. So the deep meaning of refuge has to be understood as explained by Huining in this sutta. When you say you take refuge, means you follow the advice of the Buddha. Then you cultivate and develop the clear awakening, understanding, so that you can realize the true mind, your true nature or your Buddha nature. So that is the reason why now, with this explanation, you read the sutta, you will understand its deep meaning. The Saihuining is very wise. He didn't want you to, like normal 
practitioner, like a parrot. Bhutang saranang gachami, or I go to the Buddha for my refuge. Or tamang saranang gachami, I go to the Dhamma for my refuge. Then sanghang saranang gachami, I go to the Sangha for my refuge. But do you know the meaning? Do you have the understanding as to what constitutes the Buddha, Dhamma, and the Sangha? What are their qualities? That's why in the teaching, they teach you how to chant the salutation to the Dhamma, the Sangha, and the Buddha. So that you understand what they are. Otherwise, you don't even understand what is the meaning of refuge in this treating. If you don't even know what they are, how can you take refuge? When you know what they are, at least that is the beginning. Then you have to develop the faith through understanding clearly who the Buddha is, how special a being, how unique a being he is. Then you will have this very strong faith in him because he is not only enlightened, he is fully enlightened, complete in wisdom and virtue, perfect in understanding. He has perfected the prajna paramita means the perfection of wisdom. That's why such a being is very extraordinary. He's not only enlightened, he has perfected all understanding about enlightenment. That's why he is the fully enlightened one. Not only enlightened, but complete in enlightenment. And you can say he is the wisest and the most virtuous living being ever to be born at that time. And because of that, he can come out with this type of universal teaching that is so profound, so beautiful, so meaningful, and so deep in his understanding. Then this teaching that he proclaimed, which is the Four Noble Truth, can liberate your mind, can bring about enlightenment in the here and the now, so that there is no more suffering. And this is what you must develop as an understanding. So to have condition to come across this teaching so that you can cultivate it and realize it, you have to take refuge in the triple gem. And finally, the triple gem is nothing but your true nature. Because once you have this teaching, you understand this teaching, it will bring you to the understanding of what that true nature is, that mind, the true mind is. And that is the reason why, ultimately, is to take refuge with your true nature, nothing else. But that nature is the embodiment of the Buddha, Dhamma, and the Sangha. So this is a deeper understanding of refuge. Now I read the Sutta, hopefully you understand. Eh? The Sutta says, Good knowing advisor, when your own mind take refuge with yourself nature, it takes refuge with the true Buddha. You understand this sentence now, is it? Yeah? Your own mind means what? When your own mind takes refuge, what is that, your own mind? No, 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 no. <laughs> you take refuge with yourself, nature. That is the mundane mind, the thinking mind, that mind take refuge, but that mind hasn't understood, that's why it needs refuge, safe. That's why that mind, when your own mind takes refuge with yourself, nature, it takes refuge with the true Buddha. 
So you have to understand clearly by now eh, all these words so that you so that you truly understand the teaching. Eh? So as a human being, we have a physical body, eh? physical body, or we call it the form, physical body, or we call it the physical form. Then you have the mind, the consciousness, or the mind. So this mind that is trapped in the form and mind, in the physical form, this one is called your mundane mind. Mundane mind, eh? or chemically conditioned mundane thinking mind. So this mundane mind is your thinking mind, your worldly mind, thinking or worldly mind. So this one is heedless. This one, the mundane mind, is heedless and it thinks a lot. Heedless means think a lot. And because it doesn't have the wisdom, it is always thinking the wrong thought. So in the sutta, it says, your mind. He refers to this mundane mind, the thinking mind. Take refuge with your self-nature. This particular form of mind which is the five aggregate, five aggregates of form and mind. And this is what you call the living being or the human being. Living or human being. And this is chemically conditioned. It's impermanent. Leads to suffering. Empty. Anatta nature. Non-self. Not you. So chemically conditioned. Out. We are karma. That's why it's called chemically conditional. So this is the one that come to this world, this existential world. And this is the one the Buddha said, you must not be deluded by it. But this form of mind is connected, is connected to a nature. So there is a nature behind eh, that is connected. But this nature is what they call your true mind. This is your true mind. Or 
or they call it the self-nature. And this one can develop the meditation, the awakening and the understanding leading to wisdom. So this one can lead to wisdom. So this wisdom, when it arises through the meditation, which is a direct seek, this is the one that makes this form of mind enlightened. But this form of mind is not you, because it's dependent originating, condition arising, chemically conditional, impermanent, leading to suffering. Anatta nature, empty or non-self nature. So when you understand this, then you understand the teaching. So the sutta said, this, your mind, mundane mind, must take refuge with the true mind, the self-nature, which is indirectly, if you understand, this is your Buddha nature. That's the reason why if you were to go through all the teaching, especially Mahayana teaching, he said each and every one of us, we have the potential to realize Buddhahood, Samasam Buddhahood, because we have the Buddha nature within. And this is what they call the original nature. Original nature. nature, or they also sometimes call it the true nature, and they also sometimes call it the oneness nature. These are the various different names that they give to this. Then some people call it the kingdom of God, Nibbana, or whatever. Uh, but this is the source. That's why it's called the original nature. Uh, then there is another name they call it the source. The source of all things. From here, everything arises. The Buddha nature is the source. That's why they use different names. Oneness nature, like the great Tao. Whatever that can be talked about, described, is not the true Tao. Because that refers to the unconditioned, the true Tao. Because the true Tao is beyond thought, beyond mind, like the true mind. So whatever that can be explained, talked about, or described, is not the true Tao. That is the creation from that self-nature. The mundane world, the conditioned world, the phenomenal world the condition arising phenomenal. So this will let you understand clearly the whole of the Buddha's teaching. And without this understanding, it becomes very confusing. Every word is like so different. Then it's like what I used to share with you as an analogy. If you are a primary school standard one or standard two student, then the teacher teach you arithmetic. He write on the board three plus four seven. 
Then the next day, he said, two plus five, also seven. Then another day, maybe one plus six, also seven. Then you become very confused. Actually, seven is what? Three plus four of five plus one, oh, sorry, five plus two, or six plus one. Then you go and argue, right or wrong? No, my teacher said three plus four, seven. No, no, no. My teacher said 5 plus 2 is 7. Then another guy will say 6 plus 1 is 7. And the three of them argue. Why? Why do they argue? Why do they argue? But they don't understand the whole principle behind. When you understand the principle behind arithmetic or math addition, then there is no more argument. All three are also correct. You understand? Like the king that asked the four priests to go and see the same place in the fourth season, they come back, report all different. Did they lie? They didn't lie. Because when the seasons are different, conditions are different, environment will be different, things will be different. But they all point to the same place. Using different words, different names to describe the condition there and then. So Dhamma becomes unique because of that. That's why I say not Dhamma it's not rigid. It's not a knowledge. You cannot learn. You have to awaken. You have to witness it, see it for yourself, understand it. Then there is no more doubt, no more argument. So likewise, all these different words that people use, you will be like the primary school student, very confusing. But what is going on? Some call it the mundane mind. Some call it the true mind. I'm very confused. You understand? It's exactly the same. When you understand, you understand. Finish. When you don't understand, a lot of questions. Uh, then how to explain? If it's a primary school student, it's very difficult to explain to him, isn't it? But it's about logic. And the kid won't understand logic. But this is the principle behind that particular aromatic teaching or logic. So Dhamma is the same. It's the principle behind this understanding, which is wisdom. And wisdom is not something you can learn. Well, it is a universal thing. It's an understanding. When you understand, you understand. That's it. No more questions. When you don't understand, there's a thousand questions. So, with this explanation, I hope by now you should be clear about the terms we use. Then you can penetrate the teaching very fast. If you are not clear, you will be like the primary school student arguing. Uh, then you will say, why my teacher say this? Then that teacher say this. This book say this. There is nothing wrong with the teacher and the book. They are just the way they are. At that level, with the understanding, they will tell you that. The book written by the author who have that understanding will write that way. Beyond that, they cannot understand. But if you have awakened, penetrated the teaching, the understanding of all this, then everyone is right according to whatever level they are. Then there is no more argument. And then you are at peace. Because you are not rigid. It's just like the three type of seeing. 
The first seeing, how to see mountain? The first seeing is mundane seeing, ordinary seeing. Kan san, si san. We are mundane people today. Mountain is a concept. It's mountain. But the one that is enlightened with the true mind, he see there is no word, no concept. Mountain is no more a mountain. He said, no, this is nothing to do with the word. It is just that thing, finish. That's why Kan San Pu Su San is not a mountain anymore to him. And he is still right. Yeah, he's using the true mind to see. But the third seeing is by somebody who has awakened. He uses nature to see. Nature to see means he see with wisdom, he see with understanding. Then mountain is still a mountain. No need to argue with people. And that's how Kan San Yu Su San. Then the enlightened one comes, Kan San Pu Su San. Yes, you are correct. It's not a mountain. Then you will be very confused. How come when I ask this great teacher or great master, Kan San Su San, he say yes. Then this guy come along and say, it's not a mountain. Kan San Pu Su San, he also say correct. <laughs> then you think, this Zen master or this teacher, bullshit, huh? or don't understand. It's you yourself who don't understand. Because when he has the awakening, he sees with the true nature. Then everything is within that seeing. Because it has the complete understanding of seeing. That's why to them, seeing is just seeing. It depends on who sees. At what level you are. While you are describing what you see. So when you have the understanding, the wisdom, you understand it completely. It's not fragmented, like J. Krishnamurti said. Means you don't see at a certain level and use that seeing to argue with people. But there are a lot more things that you don't understand, you haven't gone into, you haven't awakened to. So it's just like primary school students, they may not understand the higher teaching, the secondary school teaching. A secondary school teaching student may not understand the tertiary or higher secondary and tertiary education teaching. So, in a way, it's an analogy for you to reflect, develop the understanding, so that you will understand clearly the Buddha Dhamma. The Buddha Dhamma is only one teaching. It's the teaching of the truth. The truth, which is the essence of his teaching, the essential truth. That's why it's the Four Noble Truth. Truth that can make you Noble One, Enlightened One. That is the teaching. The other thing that is not the handful of leaves is not relevant and important. Uh, but as you develop the ability to become awakened through the handful of leaves, this is the one. This understanding is needed for you to move on. Then you want to go further beyond the sainthood way, to go the bodhisattva way. Ah, there are other things that is beyond the handful of leaves. Like the Buddha said, there are so many things that he understands, he knows. But what he has taught the monk at that time is just a handful of leaves. Why? Because these are the ones that is conducive for sainthood enlightenment.
That's why he just teach the handful. The rest, you can learn later if you want to. If you want to, you can perfect yourself to be like him as a Samasambuddha, finally. So this is how Dhamma is to be understood. Then there is no more argument, no more confusion, no more of right and wrong. Then you will understand the true meaning of the Buddha's teaching. Thing is just the way it is. That's why you have to learn to see things as they are. Not what your mind tells you. Your memory, your conditioning, your belief system tell you. These are all delusion. You have to see with understanding. See things as they are. So this is how when you penetrate the Dhamma through the understanding of the true teaching, then you awaken, you will have this understanding which is complete in its sense. Can follow? Uh, you can follow, then very good. Okay, with this, I will go on with the Sutta. Then the meaning will become clearer. So the first paragraph we read through again. Eh? Good knowing advisor, when your own mind, which is your mundane mind, take refuge with your self-nature. Now you know what your self-nature is. Eh? It means it takes refuge with the true Buddha, the Buddha nature. To take refuge is to read yourself of, sorry, read your self-nature of, what is the word? Egoism. And unwholesome thought which can be jealousy, obsequious. I don't know what is the meaning of this, but you go back and check yourself. Huh? Anyway, it's a defilement. Deceitfulness, contempt, pride, conceit, and deviant views, and all other unwholesome tendencies whenever they arise. So that is the true meaning of refuge. Refuge means you take refuge in the teaching, the Buddha's essential teaching. And what is the essential teaching? The advice of the Buddha, avoid all evil, do good, purify your mind. So if you really take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, you are taking refuge in his teaching. Now you can follow. And his teaching advises you to avoid all evil, because this will lead to suffering, misery. That's why taking refuge means to read yourself nature of egoism. <clears throat> so this reading yourself of all the defilement, yourself, nature of all the egoism, the egoic mind, the envy, the jealousy, the greed, the hatred, the fear, the worry, anxiety, phobia, all these negative tendencies come from self-delusion. This is the mundane mind. You understand? That's why you have to realize that this is not real. Before the wisdom arises, before it's connected to this, this mundane mind, the conditioned arising mind, the thinking mind, is diluted. And this one has a lot of negativity. So you're supposed to take refuge. The meaning is to read your self-nature, which is your true mind, of this wrong thought. You understand? The defilement, which means... You must develop the wisdom to see that this leads to suffering. 
These are defilement, not intrinsic to your mind. They are dependent, originating, condition arising because of your wrong view. If you don't have wrong view at the moment of sense experience, you will not stir your mind, you will not react, you will not create the duality. You will not create the emotional negativity, the evil roots of greed, hatred and delusion. Then this one, the wisdom or the true nature or the understanding, the refuge you take, this one is the one that understands. Then this form and mind is no longer deluded. When it's no longer deluded, you will use this mind, but you are not deluded by it, not deceived by it. You remember? Quining, when he met the Fifth this is what he told you. You must know how to use this and yet not be deluded by it. This is what enlightenment is all about. Then, how to rid yourself of this mind? Means not to be deluded by it. Then, this one must cease. Then, only the true mind, the true nature arise. That's why, with this, you can meditate, you can understand, you can see all this happening. Why the mundane mind? through delusion, through selfishness, condition you into negativity and become heedless and make you behave heedlessly. And this is how it conditions the five mental hindrances, make you miserable, suffer. And the evils of greed, hatred and delusion is the root of all evil. That's why it makes the form and mind evil. That's the reason why you need to silence this thinking mind. The moment you don't think, the moment this mundane mind ceases, that's what awareness is all about. Mindfulness is all about. The moment you are aware, the mundane mind cannot be active. Then it's separate. That self-nature will touch the true mind. But the problem with living beings is they don't understand this. They keep on using this to meditate, to look for truth, to search for truth. Then the craving to be enlightened. Then they listen to everybody telling them different things. And they are very, very greedy and gullible. Because they like energy field. They like psychic. They like very powerful meditative state. That's how they get themselves entangled. You're supposed to be silent here to be aware of all this movement. Because this is egoic. This is the one that without wisdom will create all this nonsense. That's why true refuge is to get rid, see all this, understand all this, and get rid of all this through the wisdom, through the understanding. Then when it ceases, you awaken. You realize this one is independent of this one. This one is just pure nature, awareness. No word, nothing, no concept. No aggregate of mind. That's why no thinking, no thought. This one comes from memory, the brain here. That's why as a child, without the brain, memory, you are very cute, very innocent, very naive. But the moment you are conditioned into concept, idea, words, then the evil root arise. Because memory will arise thought. And thought, because it's limited, it becomes egoic. 
Then the ego come about through self-delusion, thinking that this form and mind is you, because you are born with it. And every now and then, you are conditioned into believing that you only have a mind, which is the thinking mind, the mundane mind. And you use it since birth until now. You use it to study. You use it to communicate. You use it to live life. You use it to do a lot of things. That's how you become emotional. You become sometimes happy, sometimes not happy. Then when things don't go your way, when the first noble truth reality hit, you become afflicted, miserable, fearful. There is sorrow, there is lamentation. Hence arise the whole mass of suffering. And this is the meditation that supposed to allow you to see all this then you awaken, then you are not deluded anymore, not deceived by all this anymore. Can you follow now? This is very important understanding. Well, by now, you should have the ability to understand all this. Then when you have this understanding, when you meditate, you become different. You are no longer like last time, like all these people, not here, not there, try to get rid of this, suppress the hindrance, control, and do all those funny things. And who is doing all this? The thought. You are not with your awareness, not with your true mind. That's why you cannot cultivate according to Huining's teaching. The characteristic of his teaching is what? Ah, first characteristic is, you must develop the ability not to think, no thought. That is the first mark of his teaching. When you don't have any more thinking, the mundane mind ceases. Means you have refuge. Understand? Where all those negativity, emotion, no more. So no thought is true mind. No thought is awareness before the knowing. That's why if you cannot have this, you cannot meditate. And this is the deep, the first factor of enlightenment. Without this, you cannot see, you cannot understand, you cannot investigate the Dhamma. You cannot see your mental intention. You cannot see how wrong view condition, wrong thought, leading to wrong speech, wrong action, and wrong livelihood. And all this will become very clear. Then after that, you have to awaken to all this through the silent mind. Then only you can reach the second level of Huining's teaching. What is that? Ah, no mark. Then you realize this five of form and mind is dependent originating, condition arising, not intrinsic to your true mind. The mental form also same. The aggregate of mind, feeling, perception, sankara and consciousness, they are all same, dependent originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena. Empty. It's just a phenomenal world of consciousness. How real can they be? That's why mind make our day. Then the Buddha said, you have to take care of this. But this one follow the law of karma. This one has its own reality. That's why you have to understand, even though not real, not you, but this one is responsible for your karmic nature. You cannot play a fool with it. You have to do your duty. Then when you understand all this, you have beautiful karmic nature. Where this karmic nature is required for this to come. Where this is karmically conditioned. Every line you come, the fire aggregate of form and mind is what you need to come. Otherwise you cannot come to this existential world, to this universe. 
And this is what the Bodhisattva understands. And this is what you have to vow. Life after life, you have to understand this. Otherwise, you cannot penetrate the teaching. Otherwise, you will be playing around with knowledge, mundane mind. Oh, Buddha said, impermanent. Then you use your logical mind, real reasoning. Oh, yeah, everything is impermanent. They come and go, come and go. Uh, then you can even use my word. Uh, like Brother Thiel say, uh, born, die, born, die, arise, pass away. All these are knowledge, no use. Because you are using this, which is a wrong instrument, to understand. So knowledge cannot free you. You have to silence everything, and through that silence, you awaken to it. Then you see the aggregates, the arising and passing away of all the aggregates. Then like the Anatta Lakana Sutta. If it's you, it's form, it's real, it's you, it will not tend towards suffering. If feeling is you, it will not tend towards suffering. So all this will become very clear. Then when form dispersed, the mental form is gone, did you die? You didn't die. So how can form be you? Feeling is the same. Feeling come and go. You didn't die. When a pleasant feeling becomes unpleasant, if you are that feeling, pleasant feeling, you should die with it. Because when it disappears, you should die. But you didn't die. Then what is feeling? Feeling is not intrinsic. It's not you. Come and go, you didn't die. Similarly, perception, sankara, mental state, activity of mind, consciousness, they are all the same. They come and they go. You didn't die. The five real form of mind is still there. The living being is still there. Then who are you? What are you? If they are not you, why did they arise in you? That's why you have to find out all this through meditation. Then like the physics experiment, these are all nature's law. Dependent originating, like the Buddha said, because the consciousness is trapped inside. The senses are there. Upon contact, consciousness arises. Then through your wrong view, your conditioning, your memory, you input the wrong content. That's how you stir, react, and become deluded, deceived by it. And this is what suffering is all about. The Buddha summarized all of suffering under the first noble truth, reality. He said, in short, it is due to your self-delusion, that condition, your grasping, clinging, and holding on to this five aggregate of form and mind that I call dukkha or suffering. So see clearly through the meditation, the silent mind, to awaken to all this, then you are not deceived by all this. And this is very important. Can you understand? That's why the whiteboard come. You understand? Huh? Otherwise, today, I cannot share this. I don't have enough space to write. Your whiteboard last time is so small. And how it come about? Nature. I didn't suggest anything. You can ask those people who are responsible. I never even suggest to them to buy a bigger whiteboard. And how did the whiteboard come? Like I explained. Kayamita, there are conditions for them to have this understanding and the condition just manifest without them understanding why they have to buy. The condition will be nature wants it to happen. They will be conditioned to move, to act. And this whiteboard will come, I tell you. Otherwise, I cannot explain all this. I got not enough space to write.
you, you can follow that. Then I will teach differently. But when there is condition, the real teaching that's supposed to come out will come out. And this is a summary of all the things that I have taught you. Understand? And you can say repeated. But how many of you know that this has been taught many, many rounds? Do you realize that? Huh. And when you understand this, you penetrate the whole teaching. You will know how to come. You will know how to develop the understanding, the cultivation. You will not be deluded anymore. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Better rejoice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Then the next paragraph is very interesting. Huh? To take refuge is to be always aware of your own. What is that word? Ah, transgression means what? Huh? What is transgression? You go over that line. Understand? Huh? Transgress means you cross that line. Understand? Huh? Cross that line means what? This is meditation. Huh? When you are aware that you have the mental intention, you remember what is precept or not? What is the definition of breaking precept? Uh, those who go for Tuesday class, we will coming. We will be coming to that later on when we talk about law of karma. But now is the life history. After we finish the law of karma, and the Buddha described in the teaching what constitutes actual karma. How does a karma get broken? What are the conditions behind breaking of karma? Mental intention is, of course, very important. Let's say the first precept. Panati pata viramani sikapadang samadhiyami. What does it mean? We undertake the training rule to abstain from killing fellow living beings. Okay? So you undertake the training rule means develop mindfulness to restrain, to abstain, not to kill, not to harm. But then... How do you break that precept? How do you break that precept? First, the Buddha said there must be a mental intention. Mental intention will develop karma. Understand now? Yes, the Buddha said it's chitena that I call karma. So the first condition is you must have a mental intention. Otherwise, no karma. Mental intention. Mental intention to kill. Let's say the first precept. Huh? Then the second condition is what? Huh? That one later. There must be a being for you to kill. Yeah? There must be a being. So this being can be a living being or an animal or whatever. Yeah? Yeah, there must be a being. Then, 
third one is what? The actual, like what? Eng B mentioned. The actual doing. The action. Act of killing. Or causing harm. Yeah. Then the being is either kill or harm. Ah, then it takes effect, the full effect. Oh, very good, huh? Duster also new. Everything new. Huh? Ink also new. So your mind also new, huh? So when did transgression take place? The Buddha said, all this must be fulfilled. Then the full karmatic effect. If just mental intention, you didn't carry out, Let's say there is a mental intention, there is a being, then you didn't carry out. This one cannot be fulfilled, isn't it? Means it has not become action, isn't it? Transgression means from mental intention, you transgress into actual action. Like your wrong thought, condition, wrong speech, wrong action, wrong livelihood. That is transgression. Means come out already. That's like the dependent origination, the dwelling, Paticca Samupada. What did the Buddha say? Yeah? Upon contact, feeling arise. When feeling arise, if there is ignorant, ignorant feeling will condition what? No, craving first. Then you crave, understand or not? The craving, the desire to kill, the intention to kill, or the anger to kill, the emotion to kill. Then what happened? Killing condition, ah, sorry, craving condition, grasping. Then you become like no more just the desire to kill, no. You grasp, that thing has become grasping, no. Then what happened? Grasping condition, becoming, you become the anger, no. You become the lustfulness, no. Then condition what? Birth. Understand? Becoming conditioned birth. Birth means you born into that thing. You become a rapist. Understand? You become a killer. You become a thief. That is transgression. Means you act out of it already. Transgress already. From feeling to craving, you cannot see. You cannot understand. Then craving to grasping also you cannot see. Then when you become that monster, you also cannot see. And you say you do sati patana, no? you do mindfulness. No? I tell you, that is the biggest joke. Understand? No? Oh, I am nothing, vipassana. I am fully aware. And yet, all this dependent origin in the midst of life just move so fast. And you cannot be aware. And you say you do the four foundation of mindfulness. You doing vipassana. Please check. If you are doing the correct one, at the moment of sense contact, you are already aware that feeling cannot move because there is no more delusion. 
That's why the yoni sok manasikara wisdom at the moment of sensation they will come out. It will prompt you. Then it will tell you, sabe sankara dukkang, finish. No need to even repeat sabe sankara anichang. But when you are depressed, ah, then sabe sankara anichang must come out. Then after that only sabe sankara dukkang. That's why straight away. The awareness, which is aware of this movement, craving cannot arise. That's why you don't cut at feeling. Where God people do that? Without wisdom, it will condition craving. Then craving will condition grasping. Grasping will condition until you become that thing. Becoming. That anger or the lustful nature or that murderer. You become that thing. right? And still you don't know. No? And you can act out it. No? That's why I say it's very difficult to break the precept. You remember the mosquito analogy I gave to you? To break one mosquito is so difficult. First thing is, the mental intention to kill, how does it come about? Let's say the mosquito. How does it come about? How do you get unhappy with the mosquito and have the mental intention to kill or destroy the mosquito? Ah, the zzz, then or it has bitten you, understand? Or you saw it, or then the memory say what dengue. Oh, sister Joyce just kena. So out of fear, what you do? You become selfish. You want to kill. I tell you, this is crazy. So mental intention, like the Buddha say, arise because of wrong view from your senses. That's why the Buddha says, Satipatthana Sutta trace the origination factor. Before you have this mental intention to kill, which is an anger, an aversion, a dislike, there are causes and conditions behind. And how did you become like that? Means, through your senses. Either something you see, or you hear. Or your memory recall. They said this three door I always say very powerful. And when they arise, you're not mindful. Mental intention arise already, also not mindful. How not to break the precept? <laughs> then when this mental intention arise, it condition you to kill because this mosquito is also there. Then the act of killing means what? This anger, this aversion put you into action, transgression. So, daily mindfulness is what? When your hand moves, you are aware. So, that very movement to kill, you somehow not aware what is going on with you. And you say you vipassana practitioner. You are a cultivator. You have mindfulness. I tell you, you better check your cultivation. If all this movement also you're not aware, then what type of vipassana are you doing? What type of mindfulness meditation are you doing? Then what happens? When you act, eh? when you act, let's say you hit, the mosquito is flying, understand? It has to be there for you to hit, to kill, then only you break the precept. Most of the time, first time you miss one. That's why it's so difficult to break. Then, at the point of all these things happening, you still don't know, then you say you are a Buddhist. 
a Buddhist means in name you are not worthy of the Buddha to be worthy of the Buddha if you claim yourself to, the, to be a Buddhist means you must at least follow his ah, his advice to avoid all evil you don't even know what constitutes evil you are not mindful and you do all these funny things and you say you're Buddhist I take vegetarian you know I'm very compassionate. You know? I go back, kill mosquito, kill cockroach, get angry with people, do all the funny things. That is not a cultivator. That is not a true Buddhist. To be worthy of the Buddha, you must carry the embodiment of his teaching. Means you must at least, the minimum you must do is to follow his advice, to train yourself to be heedful. To have the mindfulness and the heedfulness to avoid all evil, do good and purify the mind, and must understand what constitutes evil, what constitutes right thought, right speech, right action, and right livelihood, and what constitutes right view. All this you have to develop the understanding. That's why, otherwise, you are not cultivating at all. So, this one, first precept to break, you need all this condition. To break, eh? the first condition is this. Then second, the four. Yeah. Ah yes, ah, pass the mic to Engbi. Yeah, I have a drink. Huh? Yesterday I was doing the checking on the what is that? The twelve uh, vows on uh, 19 April and there was one uh, I can't remember which part because I was searching and I, I got no time uh, it's something like how the Bodhisattva huh. is making uh, breaking precepts or something yeah, like that yeah 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 so, those who have chance to break precepts are the Bodhisattva uh -huh. Yes. Can Radio explain it? Ah, okay. Because it's so difficult to break precepts like what Radio said here. Correct. Then how can Bodhisattvas uh, You know uh, what happened? Because yeah. their vow, uh, you, you're off the thing. Their vow are so extensive. They are not normal sainthood cultivator, understand or not? If there is precept to break, only the Bodhisattva can break, understand or not? For real cultivator. <laughs> You see, Bodhisattva, when they come, they also have a form and mind, understand? Or? But they already taken the vow. The vow is to the three basic pure precepts. And the three basic pure precepts is basically the advice of the Buddha, but expanded, extensively expanded. So the first precept, the pure precept, is like we all understand, to avoid all evil means you must develop the ability to avoid all evil. Avoiding all evil means you must have wisdom with regard to what constitutes evil. Then evil are the three evil roots of greed, hatred and delusion. So before they become fully enlightened, with the perfection of understanding and all those things. In the process, as they walk this way, they will encounter various types of possibility, various types of beings, understand or not? 
So they have this understanding, they have to avoid all evil. So they will not actually arise all this because they have it from the past. But before you are connected, chances is you will break the precept. When I was young, I also killed mosquitoes. I also sprayed the mortar and killed the cockroaches. I don't know. That time, because, but I cannot go and kill a major life. Like my mother wanted to ask me to hold the chicken for her to slaughter. I cannot. Then he asked me to drown the mouse. I cannot. But all this minor organism or what, because before you have the understanding, you were two. Then before you come to be connected and recall your vow, you don't know that you have this. So as a bodhisattva, because your vow is so extensive, you not only avoid ordinary evil, like greed, hatred, and delusion, the gross one, no? even the subtle one, later on you have to cultivate them. No? You have to see them very clearly. No? So initially, you will also make mistakes. That's why they have precepts to break. But it doesn't mean when you break, you lose your ability to walk that way. There is no such thing. Because this vow will carry you through. Then the second pure precept is, normally the advice is to cultivate wholesomeness, goodness. Then they end there. But our second set of pure precepts is to cultivate wholesomeness, refine upon them and perfect all this virtue. That's why it's very extensive. So you undertake the training rule to do this. Do you think you can fulfill all this to refine and perfect? Every lie you come, the condition is there. You will try your very best. Then sometimes, certain conditions you haven't understood, you will still make mistakes. Understand not? But then you learn. You learn. Just like last time, I remember, I think I shared with you all before, that time I was working for a university. Then I built this hostel, hostel. they call it the colleges for students to stay. It's a 600 capacity hostel because they want it fast, within six months. So I call a turnkey contract. Yeah. Then the turnkey contract was uh, called, then awarded, and they complete it in four or months. Then after that, I left the university. I didn't work there anymore. Then during that time, the turnkey contractor who actually did the project, he liked me because he, he saw me like a different engineer, very sincere and very helpful and do things accordingly. Then I think after I resigned or because I resigned from there in 1989 is to come out and test myself. Then I was with a consultant. I think two, three years passed by already. I already left a few years already. If I'm not wrong, it's at least three or four years. Then what happened is, I got one friend, very good friend, suddenly met up with me, then mentioned he wants to go and visit Pangkolau. Pangkolau, huh? the resort area. Then that time, Pansy Island was very famous. How many of you know about this Pansy Island? Uh, it's very famous there. Uh, then I didn't know there is such a resort. Then I said, oh, okay. I said, we can go. Then I said, 
who owned this resort. Then he mentioned the company's name. No, I say I know this company. Yeah, they did my project before, but I don't have his phone number. No, because I never keep this for so long. After I left the job, it's normally on my planner, yeah? and there is a separate book that I keep all the card and all those things. But when I leave that job, I normally just clear them all. I don't carry them along. Uh, then I say, I don't have the contact, so I can't do anything. But I say it will be very nice if somehow I can locate him. I say I will try to make some contact or call, maybe check with the university. They got the record or what? Then I can call him. And you know what happened? Huh? Because of that pure wish to call him, it caused thing to arise. Huh? That afternoon, I received a phone call in my house. It was a Sunday, I remember. And he called me. He still have my house phone. But that time, not like now, handphone or those things. That time, handphone was not something that is common. So he, he knew I left the university. Then he called my house phone. I said, hey, I was looking for you. How come you call me? Then he said, Mr. Teo, we don't talk this first, is it? Did you receive the call? I said, I received your call, no other call. He said, the university didn't call you. I said, I left already. Oh, no wonder, is it? You didn't know, huh? He said, that college we built, uh, catch fire. The lady's block on fire. He said, still burning now, they said. And he said, you are free, you drop by. I drop by and I have a look. How did it happen? Because of that pure wish. Then it caused things to arise. Then after that, my nature felt, this is not right, although nothing to do with me. But this pure wish, I didn't know how to use it perfectly. I could have, have that understanding later on to use it perfectly. So what happened was, after that incident, I vowed not to use the pure wish anymore. But I qualified it. I said, if ever I were to use it, I will use the additional word. If it's for the good of the many, then only let it arise. Because before that I tried, many conditions came I tried, and it really worked and become according to what it was so powerful. So because of that, that incident, I understood how the nature's law works. Why is it so powerful? That's why it can cause things to arise. And they were near exam time. You know, and they told me, <laughs> a lot of them lost their whatever books and notes. You know, and it's two weeks before the final exam. You know. Normal people would have cried remorse all that. I don't have remorse, I didn't cry. But my nature felt I could have prevented this. But they have their karma, I also knew. Thing is meant to be, has to be. That's why things unfold. Then I try to mitigate whatever possibility to help because you undertake the training rule not to kill, not to harm. Understand? Not? Not to violate all these things that bring about negativity of 
It's not negativity or karma, suffering to fellow living beings. Where you vow to liberate, the first basic vow is you vow to liberate all suffering beings. So that type of vow and precept is very difficult to keep. It's so much different than the normal precept. Normal precept you will not violate. But to perfect it, that's why that perfection is the word. To refine and perfect all this virtue. It's not about me anymore. Of course the intention was pure. How nice if I can call him. I got no negative intention. But for me to call him, there is no possibility. And the nature works so far that afternoon itself he called me. Means what? Means it's meant to be. That's why it has to happen. So when there is this condition because my pure wish, the condition arise, then these people got the karma, then it triggers off the fire. You understand? Then they will call him and he will call me. Normally they won't call him. They will call the office, isn't it? Correct not? But because when he did the job, he got a lot of PR with my, my uh, those, uh, they call it the, the, the university, the, the academician and all those things, or the buzzer, they all, they have contact. So I think one of the professors who liked what he did, I think has the contact. So they call him direct. And because of that, he checked his record, he got my house phone, he called me. Uh, then after that, I said, you don't worry. The university, before you hand over, the day you hand over, they buy insurance on there is insurance. I said, we can claim all this and you can build it back for them. Uh, you don't have to worry because the defects liability is already over and this is fire, accident, nothing to do with your construction uh, defects and liability and all those things. So I say, you don't worry. Uh, I will go and have a look. Then if anything, I will call you. Then after that, I say, before you put your phone down, can I have your contact? He said, why? You want to visit me? Uh? I say, actually, I don't intend to visit you. But because my friend say, the moment I mention that resort, uh, Pansy, oh, no problem, come, come on. I have been thinking of inviting you there, but I scared you might not want to take it out. Oh, I say, I didn't know you all owned that resort. No. I say, oh, he said, you come, come. I arrange everything for you. He said, the secretary will take care of everything. Uh, then I went and met up with him. And he said, how many days you want to stay, you let me know. Yeah. And you know what he told me or not? Till for you, your whole family, free. Your friend, discount, 50%. Oh, like that. That's how it happened. So this is what precept. Yeah? Those that have vows and precept to break are the bodhisattva. But they take very extensive vows and precept. And the third Precept, you know what is it? You purify your mind, yeah? then you add in that word, no? To have the ability to liberate all beings, means the first basic vow of a bodhisattva. That's why that three set of pure precepts is very heavy. And it's linked to the four basic vows. And because of this precept and the vow, it will take you along, the cultivation. Because of this understanding, because of your vow, you have the ability to come back. So the four basic vows, the first one is, 
you vow to liberate the limitless living being through love and compassion, through understanding. But you also understand there is no mark, no mark of a self doing it, no mark of beings to be liberated. But within the conditioned world, this is the vow that you can take, that can bring about the pure mind to come back. Otherwise, you cannot come back. Do you understand? That's why they take. And there is a reality within the existential world. Then the second basic vow is, you vow to endure and severe all suffering. How can you do that? To do that, you must have the enlightenment. Do you understand? Not only endure, but severe all suffering. Your form and mind, whenever you come, when you are connected, the understanding come back, you can never suffer anymore. That is the extent of cultivation. Then the third one, not only cultivate for sainthood, arahanship, for your own enlightenment, you're supposed to penetrate and realize all Dhamma, means perfection of Dhamma, perfection of wisdom. Otherwise, you cannot do this work because the understanding is so deep. Then after that, you can renounce samsara because you understand all this. Then you can easily perfect the ten perfections. As you take the precepts and the vow, all these are preparing you for the perfection of the ten perfection already. Like I explained in the notes, uh, in the, the, the transcript. That's why all this, the teaching is already shared with the beings. But because there was earlier on no condition for the book to come out. They're very funny, you know. Two people who are new, you know, volunteer to transcribe you know, the book. You know. One of them is Gladi from Penang, the other one is Wanji. Wanji did three, Gladi did one. Gladi is quite new. Wanji, when he read the first one, she became so touched by it, you know, and he volunteered to do the rest. You know. Oh, then they did a few more. I got don't, no time to go through yet. Uh, but after I finish this, which is finalizing, after the proofreading, it can come out. And when it comes out as a book, eh, this Bodhisattva way will be established. And this is for future beings. For you all and all the future being that has affinity and condition to receive this. Well, this is a very important teaching. And this is something that will complement what the world has. Like I explained this morning to Elsie and Brother Chia, Chai, sorry, because they came and joined me. We're supposed to go morning walk uh, with Stephanie. And somehow there is a slight drizzle but when the time I reached Tamantun, the park, when we came down, as we start walking, the drizzle stopped. No more rain. Uh, then after that, they contacted us. I also contacted them. They said, you can join us for breakfast. So they came for breakfast. Uh, we went for breakfast. Then Stephanie got to fetch the sisters. So he left, she left at 10 something. Then we continue with our sharing and discussion until 11.30. And I explained to them, I said, they asked me about uh, this four foundation of mindfulness practices and all those things. 
then how can the husband find reference material? I say all this, they were conditioned for it to arise. Then he mentioned about uh, the book that he read. You remember you did the transcript? The final summary of the Satipatthana Sutta, the last class. He read the one, he's so excited. You know, he said, where can I find a reference book to understand this teaching? Yeah? He knew it's the only way. I say, there is no reference book. This one is the final summary that come on the last day of the sharing of a period of sharing. I say, could be a year or a year plus. Oh, he said, that means all in the audio file. I say, yes, you go back and listen. You have to listen to all those. That one follow a systematic, uh, we call it the sutta. Uh, we follow that sutta. Some of the English words were wrong, but we follow the sutta. So after I explained all these things, then he was very happy, full of joy. Then he said, after we cultivate, eh, when we awaken, all this understanding, I explained. I said, all this understanding will come. Then they were so grateful. Then the wife and the husband said, yeah, we are so lucky to receive this teaching and all those things. Then I got conditioned to explain some other thing. Then I extend it out. I say, the world, actually, since the time of the Buddha, yeah, I like I explained to Eng also, why the Buddha came early. Because technology, science and technology has evolved and improved so much. If he come now, all will be recorded, isn't it? True or not? And everything he teach will be very authentic, isn't it? But you know why he cannot come? He shouldn't come at this civilization. But there were conditions behind. Because of all the other people that were connected to his vow to become a Samasambuddha at that time. First, the Sakyan family. Understand? And all those that make aspiration to be his maternity mother, the, the sister that take over, then the cousin brother, all the conditions are all there. And you think the Buddha don't have wisdom. Uh? Difference of 2,000 over a year cannot wait. Uh? He can shift, understand? Uh, he, he can cause things to arrive. But he knew that this thing has to happen. Well, at that time, a lot of wrong view in India. The teaching were all the thought-based, Hindu teaching. Meditation involves psychic and all those things. That's why he got Alara and Udaka that taught him energy field and all those things. Then he has to start there. Then he bring about that enlightenment teaching that he has perfected and understood, the mindfulness teaching. That's the reason why, during that time, life was very simple. I don't believe the stress level of society at that time is so high. But everything was so simple. But because of him, he knew he has to teach the handful of leaves. Where this handful of leaves is conditioned for, conducive for producing sainthood, enlightenment beings. Then this one has to go on for a few hundred years to prepare the sainthood way so that they can receive the higher teaching. And that's why Hui Ning came. Then later on, as society evolved, there is a lot of stress. Technology and all those young people going through a lot of very stressful life. Then now you realize what happened is they go for mindfulness meditation to overcome their stress. 
That's why a lot of Westerners now like Buddhism. Because he came early. Otherwise, there is no interest at all. Then if he come at this era, you think people want to listen to him or not? Your life is fantastic, isn't it? And nobody knows what he is teaching. Huh? Oh, mindfulness, mindfulness, awareness. What, what is that? Nobody knows. Then Krishnamurti is teaching and Eghas teaching, the power of now all cannot come about if he hasn't come. That's why he has his reason to come. Then he prepared all this teaching. Then he also knew Bodhidharma will go over to China finally. And the sasana will last for 4,500 years at least. So during this time, now 2000 over, the Mahayana teaching has come, the teaching has unfolded. That's why they have the student, the sainthood way, even some of these uh, cultivators who earlier on, maybe Theroda or what, now they take over and they are going this way because the teaching has come out. Then I explained to him that Mahayana tradition, after winning, so many great masters and teachers came. Even our present civilization, you can see. What did Suji do? Eh? Compassionate action, you can see. Eh? And this is real teaching. Teaching compassion in action. That's what you go and do first. He tell the Suji member, irrespective of religion. Then after you witness, you see, then he say, listen to her sharing. The Thai Thai all thing. Then listen to all the video, the show that how people turn around and benefited from all this sharing and teaching. So this is one of the great masters who has come. Then I say, the other one is Fakusan, Sayyam Fasu, just passed away. He established the meditative understanding, teach people how to develop the meditation, provide the conducive environment. Then you got Fokwangsan, Singing Fasu, Buddhist education. That's why he built very beautiful monastery with all the teaching facility, the Buddhist, uh, what they call, education type of framework. And he's very good at that. So these three are separate traditions. They are very strong. Then Zhong Tai Chan Si also came out with another one. He built all this temple very beautifully. Then he's already 90 over years old. But he wrote in his book, he said, the intention is not to make this place into a tourist center, become famous. He said, no. He said he knew this will be the place where a lot of people will visit because of what he has done. And there will be at least millions a year visiting. So at that time, according to the survey, at least two million visited that place. And he said his intention is very simple. He only need one out of the two million to have the condition to bring forth the Bohi mind. Understand? To plant the seed of Bohi to go this way. Then all the money and the thing they put in is worth it. Then I realized this is also another way to bring forth the Bodhisattva. That's why Suji used that compassionate action to develop a lot of the followers to become Bodhisattva among society. You heard of this, isn't it? And they always talk about it. Uh, then Fagusan, I told you, they specialize in meditation. So I told Brother Chai and Elsie, I said, the best way is you go to Fagusan, learn the teaching. Then go to Fagusan, meditate. 
then become enlightened, go to Tzu do your work. This is most beautiful. Then if you are not a Buddhist, you don't have the strong faith, go to Chong Tai Chan Si, then get yourself, your nature awakened or connected, then determine to plant the seed of Bohi, to walk this way. Then you can move. And this is what the world has at the moment. And this is what nature has come out with. But then there is a missing link, I told them. Because when I realized that this nature of mine is different, then now I understand why at that time Kuan Yin came, Maitreya came. Because this is their Sakyamuni Sasana, supported by these two great beings. And we have great affinity. Then I realized why Maitreya requests me to come out and share this understanding and this teaching. Because my nature understands that cultivation of the Bodhisattva way very differently. I can even transform all this understanding into something that I can leave behind the world. That's why the website came very fast. Then the transcript came. All this come out is not by chance. Understand not? I didn't plan all this. I didn't want to do any of all this. But because of condition, it arises. So what I am sharing now is, if you know this teaching, this understanding, and like I used to explain, this is the sasana, you will have a lot of merits, a lot of wholesome, even by attending every of this class, Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday, or house dana, or any of the retreat or sharing, your parami is very different, because you do it with your understanding. And you do it with the faith with the appropriate understanding of the right cultivation. And like I explained at the Thursday sharing, huh? for you to have the condition to be born as a human being during the Buddha sasana is not by chance. Understand not? That as a human being, you can become a Buddhist, come into contact with condition to come and learn from this nature, you definitely have your past you definitely have your condition behind. But a lot of you don't understand. That's why I say, you are not a simple being. In Cantonese, you have your parami, but you don't know. So because of that, all this teaching that you have now, what you need to do is just Make use of the power of merits, like the Bodhisattva vow I share with you all. How to plant the seed of Bohi? Just take the first step. Then determine to have this right view. Understand not? With regards to law of karma, law of mind, law of Dhamma. Then understand this five aggregate of form and mind, the two aspects. Then make the aspiration for causes and conditions to avoid all the foolish made out with the wise then you can walk this path successfully. Then also cultivate affinity with all the great beings by doing all those things. Then also develop the aspiration yeah, to ask for forgiveness and repentance and vow not to break all this. If you do all this, then you vow, lie after lie, you come. Should you arise, whether you have to come or you choose to come, you must have this right view, right understanding, so that you can continue your cultivation.
what happened to a lot of these cultivators of Bodhisattva is they didn't know this. They didn't know how to make affinity or the great being. Their vow will take you along. And they don't know about all this right view and right understanding. And they don't know how to make aspiration and affirmation. So that life after life, the form and mind that comes has this understanding. That's why after the sasana over, they will get lost again. Then what happens is, they have to wait for condition to come back. A lot of you are like that, lost during that period where there is no sasana. Then by the time sasana come back, you have the condition to come back again. Like now, if you don't know what are the affinity you have planted with all these great beings, eh? even your spiritual trip and all things, even with my nature and all those things, and you could have had a lot of others, you already have the parami and the condition, but you don't understand this teaching. You are not serious. You don't know how to make the aspiration, the vow. You don't know how to plant the seed of boy. So what happened? You happy-go-lucky, continue your life. Then, this sasana, another 2,000 years. Maybe you can take another few births, I don't know. And every of these births, huh, you do the same thing now. You never make this aspiration, plant the seed of Bohi. When the sasana finish, what is going to happen to you? There is no more condition for you to come back during the sasana with this condition and understanding. Then your form and mind will start to fall again. And it's for very long. Because like you read the opening statement, for 500 million aeons, you may not meet this type of teaching. And during that period, you know you will be lost for how long? Then your coming obstruction build up again. Then you come, sasana, lucky, meet somebody like my nature, then you make the repentance and all those things, then you break some, then later on, continue again. That's why some of you may not know, like I wrote down there. Huh? Even Brother Song, you remember? He went to Pusan. Uh, Why the tears all? Then Mimi, Utai San, the tears. Then deep inside they felt. It's like they, 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 they feel like they have great affinity with this great being. And what other affinity? You don't know. Like I put it in the example there. One day, this nature, you come to understand and know, you will get a shock of your life. Then, finally, maybe in the future or what, you come back another sasana, you again like living being. Then you go to that place, maybe that time this nature's statue is already there. Or then you start to cry again. How come like that? Because we have this life, being kahiramita, and you are so close to this nature without knowing it. Understand? You understand? And all this can happen because you don't have this teaching. That's why this teaching, when it comes out, when the book comes out, go into this website, a lot of future being is going to benefit. A lot of cultivator is going to understand and make this type of aspiration. Then when you come back in future, even without sasana, you can become beautiful. Then like what I say, from now onward, until the next sasana, you will be all the way up with this understanding, your cultivation. You will not fall again. There is little or no more coming obstruction to clear. Then your perfection, your cultivation become very different. Where you have all these conditions, affinity with the great being, with all this perfection, understanding, and your vow and 
precepts are so expensive. That's how you progress and become very different. That's how Kuan Yin can suddenly have that nature to lead to the eighth ground of Bodhisattva From second or third ground, straight away become eighth ground. Because one of the Samasambuddha saw in her nature, she got great compassion, she got the condition. Then she just expound that teaching to her, straight away as a second or third ground Bodhisattva, he reached the eighth ground. No more regression. And all these are possible. And you have the understanding. Uh, so I hope you all understand. Huh? Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. What was your question? Uh? Did I answer your question? Uh, I would like to ask, uh, that means the breaking of precepts by Bodhisattva is the breaking of the perfections of precepts. La. It's not really the ordinary precepts for the Putujana. Yeah, the five precepts, they cannot break already. <laughs> The five precepts, they cannot break the deal. Because they have to refine upon and perfect. Because they vow to perfect all this. Then the first basic vow is to relieve uh, suffering beings from samsara. Means you vow to take them across. So if you vow to take them across, how can you arise a condition and give rise to their karmic negativity and suffering? Although it's their karma, understand not? That's why you go beyond. Not only this form and mind don't have karma, but you want to perfect this understanding so that in future you will not even arise such a condition. Because such a condition can cause things to arise. It's too powerful. And if it's not for the good of the many, it arises. Then this type of thing can happen, like the fire. That's why later on, I tested one day. This story I told you all before. I don't know whether you all can remember. That time I was still in the university cultivating. Cultivating. Uh. Then I meditated. I meditated. Uh. I meditated. Then I developed some form of understanding. Hmm. Then later on, after a few years, when I came out, joined the private sector, then one day I saw in my office before I come out. I saw the sky, you know, all dark with thick cloud, you know, like that rain is going to pour like anything. It's going to be very heavy. It's like thunder already started already, the sign. Then the whole thing is filled with dark cloud. And that day was Thursday, Pasamalam. Not to say I want to go to Pasamalam. But I got this compassion at that time. I said, wow, all these people must have prepared their food no, for them to go to Pasamalam and sell them and all those things. What happened if this type of downpour come? Their livelihood will be affected. A lot of things will be affected. Then you know what happened. No? Suddenly this nature want to find out no, whether it's possible out of love and compassion no, to do something for them or not. Then I just silent my mind and meditate in the office. No? Then I make this pure vision. No? But I qualify it this time. I say, if it's for the good of the many, then only let it manifest. I say, if there can be causes and conditions for the rain to disperse, so that these people can still get to market their things, sell their things, and like have a fine 
Pasamalam on that night. And I tell you, you really won't believe. I just did it for a few minutes. So. After that, I decided to pack up my bag, walk out to my car, then drive home. As I walk out, I saw the cloud like starting to disperse. No? Then the lightning uh, still got no? The sound still got no? Then as I drive, when I reach my house, I got a feeling uh, like the dark cloud uh, cannot hold anymore. No? It's going to pour already. No? So what I did was well, immediately I parked my car. I went in, in front of Kuan Yin there, my author there. I straight away silent everything I meditate. Then I read it, love and metta, and I send this pure wish again. Then as I meditate, I don't think it's very long. I think it's about 10 or 15 minutes. Then I realize all oh, the thunder sound no more. Then I come out. I saw the sky brighten out. The dark cloud all dispersed. You ask yourself, how did it happen? I didn't do anything. I just have a pure wish, a sincere pure wish. That's why it can cause things to arise. That's why now I qualify. No? I qualify it is for the good or the many only happen. No? Otherwise, don't. No? Otherwise, uh, someone rain uh, cannot get rain. No? So you, because of Pasalam people, uh, you want the rain to disperse. No? Uh, so now I qualify. It is for the good of the many. And then really nothing else happened. It's for the good of the many. Then, it, then nobody complained. But it was a rainy season during that time. Yeah. So all these are possible when you have the understanding. And it will let you understand on. Then you can try it out. That's why it will show it to you until you will have this faith in you. That nature's law is like that. Cultivation, understanding, the parami is like that. It can cause things to arise. Your nature becomes very different. And it's very powerful. Although it's within the conditioned world. So these are all the possibility of understanding that can unfold when you have the understanding of the teaching, when you understand the nature's law. And these are very beautiful teaching, very profound, very wonderful. Like the Hasita say, true emptiness is wonderful existence. So what you ask is correct. The basic vow they cannot break already. Oh, sorry, the basic precept they cannot break already. Yeah. But they are still going through the perfection and to perfect themselves. That's why by the time they complete, they become very different being. Ordinary, not the ordinary enlightened being. They become what they call very unique. Uh, uh, what is the word to use already? Uh, very unique and beautiful being. That's why in the Heart Sutta it say when you realize true emptiness, life becomes wonderful. Chen Kong Miao Yu. So this is the deep meaning behind the Heart Sutta. When you penetrate what they call true emptiness, you will have that wisdom and the understanding to understand life so clearly. Then life becomes wonderful, meaningful. Yeah. And this form and mind become different, yeah. even though impermanent, lead to suffering, empty, non-self, not you. But there is such thing as life. You will understand all this. And moment to moment, life passes by, even though it's impermanent, empty. 
but there is such thing as life. Uh, that's why every life, the form and mind that come, they will connect very fast. Even before they connect, their nature is different. Wherever they are born into, anywhere, any place, under any circumstances or family, the nature will find its way back to the teaching and connect. And everything will unfold. Like this line, my nature do everything. This form and mind didn't do anything. It just echoed and flowed. Well, it can see the condition. It understands the condition, the sign. It just echoed and flowed. And I didn't plan anything, didn't do anything. Everything just unfolds. How can it happen? Because of the understanding of the teaching and the vow, the perfection and all those things. Otherwise, all this cannot happen, cannot arise. Then because it invokes power of truth, power of marriage, true nature's law, it doesn't interfere. And for the good of the many and all those things, that is all for wholesomeness. It never go wrong. So these are the understanding that can complement what the civilization has has. And there are a lot of other beautiful beings who also have special nature. They will also share separately. That's why beings like Huining, you think they arise by chance? No. It's because the condition is such, he has to come to give this type of teaching. No thought, no mark, no dwelling. And not until this teaching come out, living being cannot understand. Whose one is this? Miss Lee, your son. Yeah. So now you understand. Huh? All this teaching is to complement what the world already has. That's why I say my nature can feel the consciousness is improving, evolving, becoming more and more beautiful. Because all this has the potential to transform the cultivation of mankind or humanity. And when more and more beings have this understanding, and when more and more beings plant the seed of Bohi, do you know how much different they can uh, cost to future generation of beings or not? Because this one that has the understanding and go this way, they will progress very, very fast. And within one aeon, one world cycle, they would have progressed until very different type of nature. That nature has become so different. Because you've got no gap in the cultivation. Whether sasana or no sasana, this understanding is there, this cultivation is there. Then they can choose to come anytime, based on their understanding. They know how to vow, they know how to make the aspiration. That's why that perfection, Aditana, is a very powerful perfection. In fact, all the ten perfections are very powerful if you have the understanding and know how to use them. That's why I say they take you along. And you know how to cultivate affinity, all these beautiful great beings, Buddhas and great Bodhisattva. Their vow will take you along. You only have to seek their protection, guidance and blessing. And life after life, your form and mind will be protected by their nature. It's not to say Kuan Yin is everywhere doing this for you. No, it's in her vow, understand? Because your affinity. That's why this nature knew for many, many lives, the form and mind, Kuan Yin is the only great being that actually protects, bless and guide. 
she is the best in this field. That's why this nature knew. And this life is not because of conscious nature. This form and mind will have gone three times. Yeah. Three times. So all this, your nature as you evolve and develop, then when you connect back, that's why I also put in the transcript note, you never knew who you are until you connect. If before song connect, you can ask song. He also doubt, how come I so child with brother Teo so many years but cannot understand the notes and all those things. But the moment he connect, he understands so fast. Then he becomes so different. How can that happen? It's because of the past parami, the condition. And this life, because there is some coming obstruction that need to be break, broken. So this breaking or coming obstruction is also something that was not truly understood by even Mahayana. They teach you how to develop repentance, asking for forgiveness. Or Sakyamuni also mentioned, but because the condition was not there, for those who go that Bodhisattva way. That's why the final details are not explained clearly. So now with all this, and we have the website, we have the transcript, but when it comes out, it will become very clear. Then people can make use of this and evolve better understanding, deeper understanding, clearer understanding. That's why when Sakyamuni Buddha come, he cannot talk directly about the true mind, the winning's teaching. How can he teach at that time? Because it's just like when I started the sharing, you remember, Yun Chan asked me to come up. What did I discover? I discovered all of them are mostly not ready. Anybody who can understand 10% of what I teach at that time and share is already very good. So what did I do? I have to reverse my sharing, understand? But the basic essential Dhamma also most of you don't understand. And that time Yun Chan don't understand. He said, Why did Brother Tio go back to Four Noble Truth? Three turnings or more. He said, This is Sunday school, kindergarten style, understand? And then later only they understand. Because the basic essential Dhamma you cannot understand. How to teach you the actual Dhamma? At first I thought you all need the teaching, no? That's why I started with the four foundations of mindfulness, then the five, three, or four. Then I realized they catch no ball or liabo cure. So how to teach? How to so I have to reverse back. Then I have to start with the essential dhamma. Right? Then you all think I repeat. Even in Sui An's house for the last seven years, I think, it's also the same basic essential dhamma. Five mental hindrance, five spiritual faculty, four number true, first turning, second turning. Then the three level of Dhamma and all those things. Essentially, it's the same teaching. Why did I have to go back to all those things? Because people were not ready. So, likewise, the Buddha at that time teach Huining's teaching, which he definitely understood. No meaning, understand? People are not ready. That's why he teach the handful of leaves, the essential teaching at that time. Then when the condition unfolds, all these other teachings can come out. And there's a reason why it took a while before this Bodhisattva way can come. The Bodhisattva way only manifest end of 2014. And it was officially shared the 2nd of January 2015. The first sharing. 
And you should thank Pamasuri for that because she was the one that requested for that sharing. Then from there, he arranged a special puja. And that was how it all started. Then after that, everything just unfolded by itself. I didn't do anything. Then the sharing, somehow people will come and request. Oh. Then two, Kayanamita, suddenly volunteer, new people, to do the transcript of this book. Then recently, I don't know who is that lady, Miss Lee wrote to me. He wants to transcribe the six pack form. Our this six pack form. Uh, a six Patria platform sutao. She did one transcript, you know, very good. You know. uh, who is she? The Singaporean. Uh. Oh, she, the English is good. You know. I saw, I just read through, I just glanced through. You know. Her English is good. And, and I like the way she did the transcript. I don't need to do anything more. You know. It more or less, all the things that I said yeah, is there. You know, and the flow of English was so good. You know. oh. So that's why, then she asked for permission through Miss Lee. She said, it can, she wants to omit all the repeated ones, the puja, the closing puja, all the things. Then just go on the essence. Oh, I said, Sadhu, go, go ahead and do it. Means the book wants to come out, understand? Now. But this platform sutta sharing is, I tell you, is more penetrative than the heart sutta. Well, this one is the second phase. This is the bodhisattva's teaching, like diamond sutta. And when the transcript come out, you will be amazed, amazed at how much sharing has been done. An ordinary being cannot receive this type of teaching because of special condition. This place is very unique. That's why the way Miss Lee invited me over was so very funny. I English educator, I don't know Mandarin. I come over to Mahayana temple and teach Hat Sutta, Daman Sutta, Surangama Sutta, and all these funny things. Who will ever believe? And how did this nature have this ability to understand all these teachings? I never learned this line. A lot of this Sutta, I never learned this line. But the moment I read or I hear the truth, I understand. And I can explain it beyond the commentary. Because some of the things the commentator also don't have the understanding and experience as yet. But this nature has the understanding. That's why it shared. But I should acknowledge that all this commentary by especially Master Sien Ho and those good uh, practitioners like Charles Lok and all those things, they are beautiful because they can actually get it translated into English for me to read and share. And when I read, if it's the English is wrong, I will know. My nature will know because I will know the Buddha will not teach like that. The great being like Huining will not teach like that. That's why when I read, I know it runs from the Mandarin translation already. Uh, then I will ask you to read the Mandarin one. So a lot of these things, you don't have to worry about the translation. It don't have to be correct. But the moment they put the structure there, then this type of being who has the cultivation and understanding, when they read through, they will know. It's not the word. It's the understanding 
behind the teaching. So all this is like slowly, slowly unfolding with the condition that manifests itself. Uh, and the best thing was the condition or the website to come. I tell you, it's actually beyond a lot of people's comprehension. How can the website come about so fast? And everything just went in like that. Uh, and we should thank Jin Hao, the sister, uh, for triggering of the condition, then Brother K.L. Lau, uh, and of course the committee that helped to set out the website, many of the Kayamitas. Uh, then not to forget Brother Tio and Sister Papa Surya in video. They did a great job. Uh, and all those who helped out in the proof reading, organizing of the retreat, and all these classes, uh, then our Kayanamita father. Then we were given the condition to donate to the stupa in Cameron Highland. You remember? The stupa that housed the relics of the previous four abbots. They are ready and they are so nicely developed. Uh, that's why when I saw those photos from Teng Siung Sufu, this nature has a lot of joy because Kayanamita were given the condition and opportunity to donate a major sum towards that project. We raised a total of 30 over 1,000 and we offered it at the end of our this year's retreat. And Teng Siung Sufu gave us the condition because there were affinity and, and all this appropriate condition. I can ask you a very simple question. Even if you got money, you got no chance to do all these things, understand? If it's not because of all these conditions. And all Kanyamita get to do, you know, we got such thing. Because the Kanyamita fund donated almost 10,000. And these are the things that can happen because of the parami and the way the Kanyamita fund is uh, intended upon. It's to meant to create the causes and conditions for Kanyamita to benefit from all this and it can bring forth the causes and conditions for them to progress and to receive all this teaching and understanding. So there is a lot of things happening, but the only thing that maybe a lot of you all may not know is living being, most of the living being, they don't understand. Uh, even quite a lot of Kayamita also don't know what is going on. But unknowingly, you will benefit, you will receive. But those who have the faith, serious, understand, you will benefit the most. You will benefit tremendously. Well, you only have to make the aspiration, plant the seed of Bohi, the first step. Then if you do that, you will connect back very fast. Well, you break the karmic obstruction, everything. Then you aspire for causes and conditions to have this right view. Then if this life is deeply planted in you, with the understanding, then this bohi seed, which is planted, will nurture in future. Then every line, whether you choose to come or you have to come, the condition will arise for this understanding to unfold. Then you don't have to go through like previous evolution eh? or wandering in samsara. No more sasana, you get lost again. Then sasana, you got condition, you come back again. Because of your merit, your parami, during sasana, you will take birth again. You remember about the previous Buddha, no? 
there were these six monks uh, who decided to go up the mountain, cultivate that the ladder that they climb up, uh, they push it away. You know. They say if they don't become enlightened, they are prepared to die there. They bring some provision. So it was in the Sakyamuni Buddha's teaching, one of the sutta. I forgot what's the name already. Maybe you can remember. Okay. Uh, I forgot that there's one sutta that talk about it. So out of the six now, uh, one become an anagami, one become an arahan. The other four didn't make it. But they were monks during the previous Buddha, Kasapa. And because of the agreement uh, among the six of them, uh, whoever become enlightened uh, will undertake to look for the rest uh, and guide them along and also help them to become enlightened. So this Anagami that take birth in the pure airport, he was following this four followers. We have the Arahan no more, cannot come back, no more rebirth. Then this four, he keep on tracing there. He realized uh, after that sasana, they keep on taking birth in the heavens. No? In the heavens. You know what the heaven? Deva plane. No? Deva plane. <laughs> and because of that, they got good life. No? And they forgot about the Dhamma. No? Yeah, they were enjoying all this. Then finally, because of that vow, that life and Sakyamuni Buddha take birth, where the sasana come back again. They were born into this world, no? come back as human beings. No? There are four of them very funny professional. No? One was a merchant dealing with the sea. Then he also got greed and all those things. No? Then finally he shipwrecked, all the business gone. No? Then he lost everything and was drifted to a shore of a village. No? And because he was drifted, then he, he, he lost everything. Then he didn't have a home. Then his beard starts to develop. Then he don't even have a proper clothing. Then he put leaves and all this around. Then people start to notice him. No? Then they thought he's an arahant. No? Because beard, don't shave. Then with the leaf, very simple, just like that. Meditate. No? Then the Brahma up there knew. Uh, this fellow is trying to fake it out. No? When people make offering to him, they thought he's, he's very special. And a lot of people go and spread that he's an arahant. Then he came down, the Brahma came down and talked to him. Hey, do you remember? During the previous Buddha time, we had this agreement. Now, you are a fake one. You are deceiving people. You are going to get into trouble. But because of the promise, I come now to advise you. There is a Buddha, Samasambuddha, already arisen. He is teaching somewhere. So he got to walk for many days you know, to reach that place. And finally, he went there. Then all the other three also very funny condition. They also go and they met there and all become arahan. Uh, but one of them immediately become arahan, go to death by by an uh, animal. Uh, don't know cow or don't know what. Uh, it's all in the sutta. You can read. So when there is no more sasana, you don't think you can still continue this type of culture. They don't understand this aspiration and all things. So you will take birth maybe in good rhyme because of your parami and other things. Uh, then sometimes when you fall again to take the human birth, then without the sasana, you can lose your way because it's so long, aeons and aeons. So even in the Jataka story, there is such a story. So when you understand 
you know the extent of samsara, how long it can be. So this is something that you should reflect, contemplate and develop your own understanding. Then your life, you decide how you want to plan it, how you want to live it. But this sasana, this window, like I said, is very important. You don't have to do much actually. Just have the understanding and determine to take the the vow, the bodhisattva vow and plant the seed of bohi. You have got nothing to lose, everything to gain. Where this form of mind is not what you think. But you must plant the bohi seed so that it has this very strong bohi seed planted within your nature. And this bohi mind that is planted through understanding, through marriage, through faith, they will take deep root, they will nurture. And in future, when your form and mind arise, all this will unfold. Then you are home. You don't have to do anything after that. It's as simple as that. Uh, don't allow the thought to come and tell you story. And say, I am not ready. I want all this are from the thought. Uh, then want to play safe. Uh, uh, can I wait till at least first stage of sainthood? Then I take. Uh, I mean, you can, but chances is, if you don't take it seriously early, you have got nothing to lose. This understanding is so important for your future coming. So this form of mind, you don't know can last how long. So if you want to take that type of chance, means you are taking a risk with the window. Uh, if something happened to this form of mind in between, then what is going to happen? Hmm. Maybe you tell yourself, don't worry, the next sasana I will be around. But you know how long or not? The next sasana. Hmm. But if for those who understand, they know this is not real, because it's just a form of mind, condition arising, dependent originating. Hmm. So with that understanding, they will know what to do. Hmm. But if you don't have this understanding, then my advice is, Make the aspiration, make that vow, plant that seed of bohi. You got nothing to lose. Then determine to have this understanding very stable in your mind. This life, if this life you also cannot have this understanding, eh? like I say, you don't need the notes eh, to recite all this vow. Then you are still not ready. Means in future, even you make this vow, it's not going to take effect. Because this lie also you cannot recollect and develop the understanding. Eh? Future lie you come, you think you can recall eh? and have this understanding. Eh? It's impossible. That's why you must be like the prodigal kid. You know what is prodigal kid? Special kid. Eh? They play the piano or the musical instrument or the sport until they are so good. Eh? We are life after life. They keep on training and developing it. That's why as a kid they come... Eh? You take them around supermarket, they saw the piano, they will run there and play on their own. Or they hear the music, they will understand. It's because they have done it until it's a part of them. Uh, you must also become like that, like winning. Heard the Diamond Sutta, the mind must have no dwelling. He straight away go in and ask, what is this thing that you are chanting? How come it make my heart open out and like I understand it profoundly? Uh, you must have this type of parami. Uh, 
Then the moment they talk about the Four Noble Truths, wow, your vow all come out already. This one like very familiar. Like this like the moment I read the Four Noble Truths, no need to search. Straight away this nature know what to do. How did it have this ability? That all the teaching I never hear before. Speak in Mandarin also I can understand. How can it happen? It's because of all these vows, all these aspirations, all this affinity with all these great beings. That's why all this become possible. Mm. Okay. Did I answer your question? Huh? Oh, very good. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Ayo, no need to meditate already. Uh. 5.15 already, how to meditate? Huh? Today we skip the meditation. Huh? Uh. So we continue a bit more. Huh? Okay. I read the second paragraph again. To take refuge is to be always aware of your own transgression. Huh? We were at this point, right? Yeah? Transgression. So now you understand what is the meaning of transgression. Huh? Means acting out of it. Means you not only become that lustful thing or that murderer or that, that rapist, you transgress, you acted out of it. So transgression is you translate into action or speech. Means it manifests. Uh, and never to speak to of other people's good or bad threats. So this is backbiting, understand? Uh, this is to prevent you from falling into negativity of karma. Always to be humble and polite is to have penetrated to the self nature without any obstacle. So this sentence, do you understand? What is humble? Humble means to reduce your ego, understand? Yeah? So this is to break sakayaditi. Polite means to have gentleness, pleasantness. You are very polite. You will not harm people, hurt people, or say things yeah, that give rise to unnecessary harm and hurt and misunderstanding. Yeah. So when you develop this ability to be humble and to be polite, is to have penetrated to the self-nature without any obstacle. So when you have penetrated to the self-nature, which is your true mind, means the moment you realize your true mind, then what happens is, you will come to the awakening and you will understand that this fire aggregate of form and mind is not real, not you. That's why there is nobody to be selfish anymore, to be egoic anymore. That's why this humility can arise. You will become very compassionate, very kind, very polite. And you don't carry that mark of a self because the ego is no more there. That's why you're very humble. You can bow to anybody. You can do whatever that people cannot do. That's why you will become very different. Uh, humility humbleness, kindness, goodness, all this will arise. Okay? Then we go on. Eh? Ah, that is taking refuge. So you now understand the deeper meaning of taking refuge. Okay? Careful or not. Not just bedang saranang gachami. That one is parroting. 
So refuge, safe, is to take refuge with the teaching, the Buddha, Dhamma, and the Sangha. Uh, and the Buddha, Dhamma, and the Sangha is your self-nature, nothing else. Uh, and when you understand at this level, you cultivate differently, you understand? Or? And you understand form and mind is form and mind. That nature is that nature. Just like Mimi's son. The only problem with living being is they don't understand that there are two minds. He straight away can tell me, you know, when he was at this Sumeru after the first session of the one-day retreat. He straight away can come and explain to me. You know. That's why I say, oh, sadhu to you. You must have your past. I never mention that also. I just say that you must know that the thinking mind is the mundane mind, condition arising mind. And he was listening attentively and he straight away understand because in the past he cultivated before. That's why he has the ability. Then at the retreat, you realize or not, he told me a few things that is so amazing, so penetrating. He told the mother, no, that is the one I was waiting for to understand. So Mimi at first thought, uh, the five great form of my no, 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 mommy, mommy, that one at the side one. Uh, this one. He was like winning, want to understand this, so that he know how to use this. Uh, he straight away, you know, he said, this is the one I was waiting for the understanding. Because you remember, when I was there, when Chi Wei asked the question, I explained the mind to my transmission, the mind to my seal. You need to have that nature with the understanding. Then only you can receive like that, the mind to my seal. That's why Huining can understand without words. Then sometimes he just heard the sutta, the truth, go in already. Uh, then the Surangama Sutta, Leng Yanjing, the Buddha just, I think he hold a rose or one, a flower. Then he just smile. Mahakasapa receive, mind to mind seal. It's funny. Sometimes no need words. Uh, because this nature received before. Sometimes the hand movement, it just awakens, it just understands. That's why this one, you must have that past cultivation, the perfection, the understanding. Then when this one comes, this one receives Dhamma, not, no need really all the words and concepts. Whatever truth, it just awakened to it. It just understand then that mm. well, this is their parami, their nature. They have perfected it before. They have developed the understanding before. That's why when they come, they only need a few pointers. Like Huining, when the fifth patriarch go through with him, the Diamond Sutta, he, he keep on having this amazement, amazement. Then when he come to the point of the mundane mind, you must know how to use it and yet not to be afflicted by it or affected by it. Oh, he came to great awakening. You know, he just waiting for the understanding that that one and this one is different. It's like the fifth patriarch told him, you have realized the true mind, but you don't know how to use this form of mind. Understand? That's why when he told him this one, of course he didn't elaborate like what I explained to you all, the form and mind, the fire aggregate, the living being, is subject to law of karma, understand that? And this is the mundane mind that is your tool for you to come to this world. So use it and don't get attached to it. And this is what he needs. 
And Mimi son need this part. You know, he hasn't understood this part. Uh, but the moment he hears, how can he understand? Uh, then later on, he got this condition to go in front of Maitreya, and Maitreya tells him a lot of things. Then he suddenly recalled and understood what his mission was. Oh. And Maitreya reminded him, uh, you can listen to the recording, everything is there. So I, you may think that it's like fairy tale and all those things. But these are reality that unfold and can happen. And you somehow don't understand how unique you are, how beautiful your karmic inheritance is, because you have not connected some of you. That's why you doubt, you don't understand. The thought every time create lingering doubt. Can me, I love me, I'm cantan me, all the me, 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 is all the thought, answer. But when you have the faith, you just do. That's why I say, sada, virya, sincerity, then just do. Then the moment it connect, I tell you, you will come back and tell me, brother, dear, what you say is very true. It's so amazing, it just happened. That's why a lot of Kayamita has transformed in different ways. Uh, some may not want to share. Uh, some, they have condition, they share. Uh, but each and every one of you, when you are fully connected, you will come to understand all this. Then all this will come back to your understanding because chances are you have the parami. The only thing, the only possibility that can happen is some of you still got coming obstruction in various ways. That's why it obstructs you from having the faith, the sincerity, the understanding. Then your thought keep on coming to fight. Uh, it could be due to some past obstruction. Then because of that, your mind feels like what happened to Song last time. Why I so charm? Why people come uh, for a while, they understand, they prove. Well, you compare. Understand? And you think you're very charmed because you based on your thought process, your memory, and you see that you are not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not like that. The actual happening could be entirely different. Because condition not there. That's why I used to tell you at that time. You have your condition, your timing, your nature. It will come. But you have to be patient. You have to do it in understanding. Have faith. Then do what you have to do. Then it will unfold. It will become beautiful. Okay? Now, uh, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So now, ah, uh, yeah, maybe you can ask. Second paragraph, second line. Is it nev never to speak of others' good? If never to speak of others' bad traits, I think is avoid all evils. But never to speak of others' good. How to avoid all these good things? So this one, the meaning is very deep. Good threat means what? Don't go and praise a person, understand? Or? You know, talk about his good thing and all of things. Wow, so and so. This can actually indirectly condition the egoic mind, understand? Or? That's why avoid all these things. When there is no condition, nothing happens. When there is condition, you must ask yourself, like the Buddha said, 
he advised the Kalamas. Especially the Sabha Asavak Sutta, you remember? Sabha Asavak Sutta. So, if it's the wrong thought, it will condition more and more Asavak. The unarisen will arise. The arisen will proliferate. So in this case, if you like eh, to do all this, let's say, speak about other people's good and bad, means what? You're very capable. Then you like to comment on oh, that guy. Eh? I think eh, he got a lot of problems. Eh? Uh, he is not good at this. He's not good. Then another guy, oh, he's very good. No. He very rich or no? He very wealthy. He very humble or no? So if you keep on doing this, it will become your habitual tendency. You like to comment. That's why I say no condition. Forget about it. If got condition, it can bring about goodness, wholesomeness. Then make use of it to explain and as an example, it's okay. But if it become habitual you keep on wanting to do all this, then the thought process is very, very active. That's why those who have the understanding and the teaching, they won't do this type of thing. So here is very clear, he said, never, he used the word never. Never means unless there is condition, you don't speak of others, good and bad. Means no meaning, understand or not? So if your intention is to praise, it's also deceiving. If your intention is to speak the truth, then also you don't have to do it that way. Understand not? It's not beneficial. Then why you want to talk about it? When it's beneficial, yes, where it can give about example and help people. Uh, like when I say some of the kalyamita, they develop the understanding, they progress. This is not to praise them. This is to give you faith, understand or not? Give you understanding that before that, they also have this type of thinking, the mundane mind, the mundane thought, telling them, I'm so child, and all this. But when the time comes, the understanding comes, when they ask for forgiveness, they break the coming obstruction, then they get connected, then they transform. And this one, because there is condition to mention it so that you all can develop the faith, that's why I mention it. It's not meant to praise them or what. You understand? That's why when there is condition, only thing arises. When there is no condition, no need to say anything. Uh, this is the meaning. Eh? Uh, so the good and the bad threat is to avoid habitual tendency. Yeah. 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 If there is condition, that means we can encourage the rejoicing together. The these are the conditions because you can rejoice, you can give people faith, you can let people learn from it. Understand? No? There is condition to share uh, your past to Pamasuri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger, can I try can, my can, understanding uh, can, by can. looking at this uh, English question from ah, another very good. Right? Okay, uh, you, okay uh, you can try when, your explanation. Uh, very good. Uh, when you, you don't praise when other people do good and uh, 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 don't criticize when there are things that is not according to our precepts or whatever, 
uh, I look at it at this way. This way, there are still all conditions arising, and there are still all duality. Yeah, that one can be one of the thing. The other thing is, it brings about the condition for me to share. It's more important to see your own fault on the sana, your own shortcoming, your own delusion. That is cultivation. You can't see yourself, you keep on seeing others. <laughs> then you are being kipo on the sana. Why you want to go and comment about people's like you, you said, it's still a duality, understand or It's still condition arising, they are just the way they are. So when you understand, you will not stir, you will not react, you will not be affected. Uh, but here, what is being mentioned is, the Sutta said, never, never to speak of others' good or bad threat. It's to remind you, no condition, don't go and do all these funny things. <laughs> As I, I used to explain to my wife also, you have to learn to see condition. You have to understand condition. Because sometimes she thought, oh, I've got condition, must help. No such thing as must help one. Got condition only help, that is correct. <laughs> uh, then she, sometimes she interpret, like, that means got condition. Uh, it's not what you think, because when you are not with that level of understanding, what you think is still from the thought that suggests to you. It's like doing good in the early day. Uh, that's why in the early day, I used to like tease her. I said, you remember Chief Reverend said, don't be a good-hearted fool. Well, she's very kind, very helpful, very compassionate. Everything also want to donate and want to want. And sometimes I have to let her understand. I said, this lie you come is to break the anatta understanding. To break the no mark. Who is wanting to do all these things? Behind it is what? The greed for merit. To help people, to be kind, to be humble, to be polite. If it's from the thought, no meaning. Who wants to be polite? Who wants to be good? The thought have an idea of good. That's why it's relative. That is born of the egoic mind, which is delusion. Because somehow the selfishness is behind. But when you understand the Dhamma, to be good is not to do. The absence of evil is good. Can I be mindful until I got no negativity? That itself is good. Then when you have this Dhamma, this understanding, this truth, whatever you do is very wholesome. You don't have to go and make offering and donate, unless there is condition, I said. Remember the Shokun's case where he invited me to the house, Dana? I, I, my nature cannot go for all this. I cannot chase after all this already for so many. But when there is condition, it still go. Understand or not? It's not about doing anymore. Like I used to explain and share this. If you want to help all those poor people, miserable people, you talk about compassion. The whole world is full of this type of suffering being, isn't it? Unfortunate, lacking in a lot of things. You go to India, 
you go to Sri Lanka, you go to all the poor country, even Africa, it's all over. How many can you help? What type of compassion are you talking about? It's not this way, the cultivation. There is no mark of a self cultivating. There is no mark of living being. When you understand all this, your mind is no longer gullible. We're not real. But when condition arrives, means there is affinity. Then you have to do something. Your nature will know. Then you will go all out and help and do. Finish. That's it. Then no condition, nothing happens. Understand? Like sometimes people come because of certain affinity. Then they try to develop the understanding. Then this nature will continue to share and teach. But if they come with ulterior motive, with other type of condition, then this nature will also know their intention is not sincere. They want to challenge you. Huh? They want to find out whether you you are really a freak or, or what. Then defeat the purpose. Understand? That's why after that, I will not talk anything. I will not say anything. I say, yeah, it's okay. Uh, because their intention is to be right, to argue then it defeats the purpose. Then there is no more condition. So they may appear, but they cannot receive because that is their nature. That is their coming obstruction. That is what the Dhamma is all about. So it depends on that being, sincerity and coming affinity and condition. If it's meant to be one, very clear on the sign, they will come, then they will really have that sincerity and, and condition then they will fall into place one. Then you know this person really got affinity one. Uh, then this nature will share. It will know what is needed by that being, that kanimita uh, Then it will manifest. Uh, that's why this one you cannot learn. <laughs> you need to perfect yourself and have that type of understanding and wisdom and understand the sign then only you can do it. It's not something that everybody can do. Like a doctor, very experienced. What type of patient come in, he will know how to diagnose and he will know how to give you the appropriate medication. But if you are not skillful, not good at all this, then you are using your guesswork. Then you try to recall theory. What did my lecturer tell me? Eh? What did the book say? Eh? Oh, I think he got fever. Put the thermometer in, uh, uh, then try your luck. Oh, you got fever straight away. Tell this person panic. But fever can come from many reasons and sources. <laughs> but if he's a good doctor, he see he will know what to do. Then he will take your heartbeat or check the essential thing in your physical body. If your heartbeat is stable, then he know you don't have heart problem and all those things. Uh, then they will check your temperature, then they will check other common denominator, then they will talk to you. They will ask you a few questions. But most of these doctors don't have much time for you because time is money. So if those that are not so ethical and professional, they will quickly yeah, diagnose you and say, okay, you can go. You wait outside. I give you the money. Then they will tell you what they give you. Some of the good doctors, they explain to you what happened. I got one classmate like that, he take out a piece of paper, he take the chart, he say, ah, this is what happened to you. So now I'm going to give you this type of medication. You go back, you take, you will be okay. But this type of doctor, you got faith. 
<laughs> Otherwise, you don't know what they do. So, if you are not good, you cannot diagnose because you don't have the experience and the understanding. So, Dhamma is the same. If you don't have the actual wisdom, the awakening, the cultivation, it's very difficult for you to share with people or teach people. Yeah. So, that's why all this need understanding, need a lot of training, patience and all those things. But if you are sincere, you will develop the ability to understand the awakening. And then you realize you become different. And then you can play your role. You can help people. You can share with people. Then your character and your personality change. And people can see you. They can feel you. They know you are different. This is how the Dhamma really unfolds. Because this Dhamma being Pachetang can be realized by the wise, each for themselves, it will unfold and change you. You understand? You will become different. There is no more like trying to act out of it. Uh, no, no more like trying to pretend that you have the Dhamma, you are enlightened. Uh, then you scare people, find out that you are fake. Uh, or then you pretend to be very kind, very polite, uh, very helpful, <laughs> very gentle. But you cannot act for long, understand? No. You will become heedless sooner or later because you don't have it. Then when situation arise, you will show your true color again. <laughs> and you, you, you actually expose yourself. That's why when the evil roots are there, like the Thursday class, your awareness, if you have cultivated it, you will be aware and you will know it's still there. You have not changed. Your fear, your desire, your craving, your whatever emotion, anxiety, uh, then whether you have the understanding or not, if you are mindful, you will know how you deal with problems, how you deal with life situation, how you attend to things, how you confront the realities of life. All this becomes very clear. If you still cannot cope with life, with a lot of the reality that happen, you still got agitation, unhappiness, like and dislike, emotion, insecurity, worry, anxiety, then you know you have not developed the cultivation. Very obvious, isn't it? Pretty obvious, isn't it? But when you have developed the cultivation, you realize you are different. Situation cannot turn you like before. There is no more fear, no more worry, no more anxiety, no more sorrow and lamentation. So all this cannot affect you anymore. Then there is no more delusion to attach, to cling and to worry unnecessary. Then you realize your thought projection becomes less. As you have this understanding, you straighten your view, that avijja weaken, sankara also reduce. That's why you don't think so much. Then you become more and more peaceful, more and more quiet, more and more calm. Then you don't really think anymore. So when you weaken that avijja, which is ignorant or wrong view, when you straighten your view, you develop less tendency to react and to stir and to create sankara. 
So mental activity, mental thinking, mental stirring and reaction is attenuated or reduced tremendously. Then you realize most of the time you are just aware, mindful, peaceful. And that is the sign of progress. Uh, that's why you can check yourself. Sometimes you go for meditation, you attach to calmness and peacefulness, no use. Ah, remind me this Tuesday. Oh, no class, huh? sorry. Next Tuesday. I saw one book. Huh? Long Potet. You remember Long Potet? Achantet. Thailand. Very famous monk. Uh, he passed away before Mahabhava. Uh, this Achantet or Long Potet, he got this English translation from his Thai book. He wrote about a book where he interviewed all the Thai monks, the nuns, the lay people who went for retreat at his temple and places. Then they published this English translation book to share. Then I happened to find this book in my bookshelf. I also don't know who gave to me one. Or I photostated one. It must be from Wave. Nobody else passed me this style of book except Wave. And that page uh, I read, uh, I had so much joy. Uh. He also understand uh, the difference between jhana and real samadhi. Oh. <laughs> I read it to you, it's very interesting. Uh, he said a lot of people are very attracted to jhana, the oe, the meditation, because got a lot of light and other things to see. Uh, and they always go back to that. But that one, with a lot of happiness, pity, sukha, and all those things, will not bring about enlightenment and wisdom. He knew. He said, whereas the real samadhi is the opposite. Where that one can insight into phenomena, awaken, and develop the wisdom. Oh, he explained the two things very clearly. Oh, he was answering a monk's question. Where this monk was very attracted to all those energy fields. He said, some of his fellow monks told him, uh, when they meditate, uh, their mind can go in so deep, uh, concentrate, focus, and see this, and see that, and all those things. Then he asked, is this correct? <laughs> the long potent answer. Very interesting, this section. I read to you, remind me to read to you. <laughs> then you understand why jhana, will lead you to energy field, thought-based meditation. And he knew, you know, I was really very happy. And I, my nature rejoiced when I read it. Just seldom you find a monk who understands this. Uh, but they are so like, fascinated, fascinated by jhana, uh, by that strong concentration and all those things. Then they also asked him about the apana jhana, uh, the deep concentration. And he also explained, uh, this monk is not bad. That's why he knew wisdom must come from samadhi, not from jhana. Uh, and he, he really had that. That's why I saw, oh, I say, interesting. So I took that book out, I fold that page, and I put it on top of that book that we are using to remind myself. But now I let you know, you remind me, yeah? the following Tuesday, and then I read it to you.
Okay. Any more sharing or question? Huh? No more. Eh? Then at least we try to finish the commentary. Now we read Shenhua's commentary. I also haven't read his commentary. Huh? If you turn the light around and reverse the illumination, this is commentary by Shenhua, eh? then you take refuge with the true Buddha. Ah, this is Shenhua's version. Eh? If you turn the light around, means reverse the illumination. You take refuge with the true Buddha. Means you look within your true mind. Uh, so this is Chen Hua's uh, understanding of uh, taking refuge. Uh, means when you're constantly aware of your inner nature, uh, means you don't go out into the mundane mind. You just maintain the awareness within, reverse the light, Hui Guang Fan Zhao. Then you investigate through the mind investigation. No. Be careful not to envy others. Would you like to know why you are so deluded? It is because in past life, lie after lie, you envy others. That's why you created the evil roots, the condition. You envy their intelligence. And so now you are stupid. You envy their talent. And so now you have none of this talent. Uh, this is his version. Eh? <laughs> uh, when you envy somebody, you lose that thing. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Eh? What do you think? Eh? You you believe what he say? Or not? <laughs> you go back and reflect and find out yourself. Uh, because it's not so good to comment. <laughs> Where he has his understanding. To him, he believes it's like that. Mm. That's why he mentioned it. Then you were jealous then, and now you are inferior. So this is his commentary. You should not be devious and indirect. Ah, this one is good. Get rid of egoism. Ah, this one he followed the sutta. The I, the me, myself, everything revolves around the me means the self. You should not be deceitful. Uh, this one is good. Or full of self-importance and contemptuous of others. So these are all negative mind states. To have deviant view is to misjudge every situation you encounter and then go off in the wrong direction. Uh, this is definitely true. Where deviant view means wrong view. Different views are easy to come by. If you wish to take refuge, see your own fault, and quit talking about other people. Uh, this is also good advice. See your own fault. Don't comment on people's fault. Criticism is yin, and praise is yang. See, these are duality. You should find the middle way. Uh, this is based on Shenhua commentary. Okay, maybe we stop here because the next part of the sutta is quite long. Okay, you got any question? Or anybody wants to add anything?
Where's the time now? Oh, about 10 minutes left. Huh? Do you have anything to share or any question? Uh, you can just put up your hand. Ah, yeah. Pastor Engby. Yes. Uh, yeah. But again, in the uh. Bodhisattva Vow uh, yes. transcript uh. text, uh. there's one part. Uh, uh. I don't seem to remember uh. there's a sharing on uh. one sutta. Is it? Uh, in the text, is it ask Sister Parmasuri to photostat and then share after oh, the text? Oh, God. Yes, God. The Upa. Sankara Upat. Sankara Upatita Ah, yes. God, that one, Ellen, Sister Ellen, photostat. How to make vow invoke yeah, the power of marriage for rebirth in certain rhyme. It was shared. Yeah. It's also in our note, we printed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shared, it was shared. Yes. Uh, not Tuesday. Thursday, Thursday class. Thursday class. It's in a Thursday class. We are Ellen only come for Thursday class. Uh, it's, huh? uh, three, four years ago. Uh, three, four years ago. Uh. God, 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 God. I, I will forward it to you. I think I still have it. You, you remind me that Tuesday class is inside my dead box. I think I got extra copy there. Uh. I should have extra copy because normally the notes are not disputed or or if not, Papmasuri must have done the the plastic framing. Eh? I think you frame it up or what? Uh. No, 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 no. It's not not in the hard sutta. I don't think so. You pass me the hard sutta. I check. I can check. Oh, they one very good. Oh, they want the Buddha teach them uh, how to make the aspiration for rebirth in certain rhyme, including for Nibbana, uh, realization of Nibbana. And that one is a very powerful. That's why that is one of the sutta. Uh, one of the sutta. Uh. No, no, no. You make aspiration is through causes and condition. Understand that? And this is nature's law. It can happen. It's like sujata. Make the aspiration to offer the mock rice to a Samasambuddha before they become Samasambuddha. You just sincerely make the aspiration for causes and conditions to arise that you will be the first before his enlightenment. That's why a lot of people make aspiration to be the Bodhisattva's mother. That's a or to be the wife. But there can only be one successful one. So, so your parami has to be exceptional. Uh, then only it can override all the rest. Uh, but this one is different. This one is for cultivator. What the Buddha wants to explain is there is such a sutta that can allow you to invoke power or merits for causes and conditions to arise whatever you want. And this one is particular to take rebirth in certain rhyme. Uh, then finally, they end up with invoking the causes and conditions to realize enlightenment. Uh. Uh, I check this one, see whether I got another. You give me a minute.
don't have, don't have. Yeah. It's not here. It's not here, yeah. But I still have the notes, I remember. Yeah. You still have the notes? Huh? You can't remember. I asked you to go and make photos that don't know how many said. Yeah, we share it. Uh, I, I remember very clear. I still have the notes. Uh, don't worry. Huh? I will bring for Thursday class also. Maybe you can photos that and we go through one more time. That one was a very good sutta. Uh, very good sutta. It can give you understanding and faith. Uh, well, this was what the Buddha did. And he used the power of merits. Uh. Oh, I only mentioned the sutta. I only mentioned the sutta. I got share. I got share. But in the the bodhisattva vow, I only mentioned about the sutta. I didn't. It, it must be around that time. Because at that time, she just sent to me. So, two o one four. Yeah, two o one four. You go and check two o one four. Uh, transcript talk. You you can open up the bradetio.com or not. You check Thursday class, 2014, end of 2014. Uh, or beginning of 2015, I think. We didn't share after that talk. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because he knew that I would be busy then I will not be reading all this until we come back from Amazon, which was the end of 2014. Uh, then I remember I read that one, then I edited the thing because the sutta, some of the English translation were not so accurate. Then I edited, then I sent it out for Pamasuri to print, I remember, uh, for sharing. Upapa uh. Dhanavala. Sankara, ah, Sankara Upapati Sutta. Uh. You, brothertio.com. Oh, your handphone is here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go in here and Come, can I come out?
Or this one don't have the title. Uh, uh, Brother Chen, you the Thursday class you don't have the title at the side. <laughs> you you don't have the. Oh okay. Two one five. Two one four. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh this one don't have the description, huh? Oh don't have the description. You go got to go and test the talk. Test the talk. You you go and check end of two one four the Thursday class, huh? Thursday class. Yeah. It's in the talk. No, the website one not accurate. I have done one. I edited it already. Uh, uh, I will locate the email in the office. Uh, in the office, uh, I I have those things because it was also in the email the attachment when she sent it to me. Then I read through. I remember I read through. Then I find it very interesting. Uh, that's why after that I asked Pamasuri to go and. Type it out. Yeah, after I edit, uh, you go and type it out. Yeah. It's it's in my 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 box there. <laughs> it's definitely there. Where I remember is there, and some of them may have extra copies. Uh, because at that time, I remember we did the sharing. Uh, then after that, not long, uh, we move on to the. The Bodhisattva sharing uh, and all those things. Because those were the conditions that arise at that time. Uh, then we went to Ermei San, at uh, that time, Song, Song got connected. Uh, <laughs> Actually, he got connected before, before we went, I think. Uh, I think August, is it? Uh, August, he went with Yun Chan to, to Rayong, Rayong, uh, Acha Anand there. Then after the end of the year, <laughs> we went to Amazon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that that sharing was during that time. Uh, aside that, second of January two o one five, there were a lot of special condition that brings about that sharing of the Bodhisattva way. Because a lot of these people who wrote to me earlier on, they say they, they will never even have the wildest dream to ever think of learning that teaching, that Bodhisattva way. Because they are very contented with the sainthood way. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, uh, during that time, uh, so many Kayanamita, no? that's why they have the same experience of their nature inside suddenly, uh, inquire and look for this type of teaching no? and simultaneously many of them wrote to me you know. yes, I cannot be so funny one. <laughs> then I saw the sign uh, this is uh, what I mean by the sign not one person two person but simultaneously never before no? then after that Hui Rong asked for the teaching Diamond Sutta oh. that was also end of 2014 then after that I think <laughs> Miss Lee also asked for the same topic, Diamond Sutta. I say I won't be teaching Diamond Sutta at two places. That is, Diamond Sutta is a very unique teaching. 
Then later on, I tell her to choose another one. Then she finally chose the six Patriarch Platform Sutta. Oh, which means our six Patriarch Platform Sutta more than two years earlier. Huh? More than two years earlier. Oh, no wonder 49 lessons. No? No, 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 not, not last year. Ah, 2015, I remember. Uh. Two years already, yeah. No, we started uh, around that time, yeah. Uh, because you started after the Diamond Sutta, I remember. Where you, no, you asked for it. Uh, you asked for the same topic. No, no, you asked for the same topic. I said, no, I won't be teaching both uh, in two places. Uh, in two places, the same sutta. Then later on, you say, uh, platform sutta, six pages. Then we need to buy this book, you remember? We asked Yun Chan to go and look for this book. Uh, so it took a while. So it must be around May, May that time. Uh, May that time. Then we decide to start Diamond Sutta after Chinese New Year, remember? Uh, after Chinese New Year. That's how it came. Then after that, one or two months later, this platform sutta. Uh, So, almost two years plus, uh, very fast. Even the Bodhisattva way also, all in two years plus already. Uh, uh. And all this, like buying of this whiteboard, uh, I never give any hint or any suggestion or what. And they just, same time. How did it start? Uh, Pavasri? Yeah, la. But how many of you have the idea together and suddenly you decide to share and buy? Initiate. Then, who else? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, then the condition arise. Then last night we had a dinner. Then she came over with Brother Tio. Then together with a few Kayarmita. Then they told me, Matthew, this Sunday we will have a new whiteboard, uh, four by six and all. Oh, I say, Sadhu. Uh, then because of the timing, uh, this sharing come out on the Sadhu. If you don't have this whiteboard, uh, I cannot share like that. Well, I got no enough space to write all this thing. Uh, that's why it meant to be when it wanted to come out. It will cause condition to arise, and you all will know what to do. You see, a lot of these things that happen, the way it happened, you can never understand on. You can never. How come the form and mind can go and have that type of idea? It can happen in a few ways. Uh, sometimes it's a higher being they want. And they knew already this is important. Then they will condition somebody who has the condition to suggest it. Then after that, he will also condition all those to support. Then they will just go and buy. And it has to come. It will come. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I, I, uh. yeah, use the mic. Uh, use the mic. Uh. I 
have the condition to get uh, it because uh, that's this, this supplier is my library yeah. supplier for more than 10 years. Oh, so no he wonder. sent here and assembled everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just, and, and so you all just, call me. Uh, just call him and pay for it. Huh? Very good. Sado, sado, sado. That is meant to be because for so many years we have been using the small follower. Huh? Uh, then I realize I got no enough space. Sometimes I need to ask you, can I rub or not? <laughs> then after that I write. But that one is so small, really small. That one is maybe for tuition, eh? for primary school student tuition. <laughs> yeah. This one is good. This one is big enough. Uh, Thursday class I also use this size. Uh, and this one I can write a lot of things. Like today I use slightly more than half. Eh? Uh, slightly more than half. Which is very good. Next time you buy this type of pen, eh, buy fatter one. This is too thin. Uh, next time buy fatter one. Uh, the one that I have in Suyan's place and my house, same type, but the no, the head is uh, thicker, uh, thicker. They will tell you one when you write. Uh, is how big. Uh, Maybe after a while it will become more flat and big. I, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, same. I have to write for a while, then it will become that one. Uh, good, good. Then, then no need to change. Uh. Oh, sorry. 607 already. We better do the sharing of merits, uh, then we end. Uh. Okay, let us recall to mind yeah, all the wholesomeness that we have developed over the past three hours or so. Yeah? Then we shall share all this wholesomeness and merits we all being starting with the devas. Akasata Chabumata Devanaga Mahindika Punyangtang Anamoditwa Chirang Rakantulokasasana Ita wata chamehi sampadan punya sampadan sabbe dewa anumudantu sape sampati sidia idang menyatinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo idang menyatinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo Idang menyatinang hotu sukita hontunya teyo ipmina punyang kamena mame balas samagamo satang samagamo hotu yawan iwana patia sadu sadu Sadhu. Okay, let's rejoice and pay respect mindfully to Sakyamuni Buddha, Kwanin Bodhisattva, and all the worthy ones. Then we end. Thank you.
Thank you. 